then yeah. um, the Germans happened. And that, that, was, <laughs> that was the perfect thing to go live with. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure we've got it down to a fine art now. For, but it's either going to be that or, well, you know, the doctor yeah. had to pull it out. <laughs> and that's why I'm banned from Costco. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was definitely just about to go into hello and welcome then and start doing introductions. And this isn't my podcast. I'm it isn't your podcast, no. I was half tempted for to, to suggest that to Andy that maybe one of us should go into it and pretend to see people. <laughs> or maybe we do we do a, a hi and welcome to two thirds focused. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit that's one of my favourite things about um, like because we've we've obviously done the takeover episodes for Falls with Tools um, where uh, the girls took over and then the boys took over um, and that kind of. Uh, like hearing other people pretending to be us and just doing the same like obviously as a kind of like a mockery of what we do it's but it's so it's so much fun it's so cool and it's it's really nice hearing that um hi caro uh hearing that uh thing. i keep forgetting that this is an actual podcast not just a hangout um i mean it, it's it's basically both of the same things together yeah it's a hangout that people could listen to later on <laughs> yeah. um yeah but yeah it's it's really nice like listening to that um to other people's take on what we do and the same kind of yeah. silly mannerism that's not the word what's the well it, it, it's people being a caricature of you guys isn't it an yeah. audio caricature yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what you mean um i i i find this really i know obviously we're recording so we should but then that's the thing so this is what I find weird. It's the fact that this isn't a structured chat. There's no, no. topic. There's no, and I'm like, right. So you're not the first person get to have thing? had a bit of a meltdown in the first few minutes of the yeah. fact that we don't have an agenda. Yeah, and that is that is our agenda. Is no agenda. It's weird. So why? So I was thinking about this earlier on, right? Um, so why do you do this podcast? What 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 is the purpose of this podcast for you guys? It is entirely selfish for us to hang out with people we like. Yeah, that is exactly the reason. Is Andy and I wanted an excuse to hang out with people that we like, mm. have a natter, and know that other people might take it slightly more seriously or slightly less frivolously. Or listening as well. No, no. By listening in. Yeah. Um, see, I, I was thinking about it, and I genuinely thought it was either gonna, that was going to be your answer, or you were just going to say we're doing it for fun and like that's it like that it's its purpose is enjoyment it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's that as well exactly i mean that, yeah i mean if i kind of go back i mean yeah this slot used to be makes international yes yeah and yeah for me the quite a few years sunday evening was makes international hang out with my friends in the chat listening to some guys talk sometimes as well yeah, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of kind of yeah. very very deliberately phrased, <laughs> and it was it, yeah, it was it, it, it's just a great way to end the weekend and get ready for the week. Yeah, and when they announced that they were giving up, and then I think it was just a couple of weeks later when uh, reclaimed audio, they well, decided to quit as well. It was a couple yeah. of hours after Makers International announced their thing. You you shot me a message going. We need something else for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you doing on a Sunday night? Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I love it. And, and it's, just, and it's just a great, it's just an opportunity to 
to have a chat to yeah i think yeah i think all bar one guest has been somebody that we have known for yeah a considerable amount of time yeah varying amounts of time but a considerable amount of time or people that we spent a lot of time talking to Mm. and so yeah just an opportunity to actually it's an excuse to talk to them yeah it's an excuse to kind of have people on and say yeah because yeah, nowadays yeah, kind of just phone up, have this. Uh, can we have a chat? It, it's a great thing to do, and yeah. some people do it. But actually, kind of, to have a format, would you like to come on our podcast? Yeah, sounds a yeah. whole lot better. That's see, that's the thing is, it's much less creepy to say to someone, "Do you want to come on the podcast?" Rather than just, "I know we don't really talk, but do you want to yeah. just chat for an well, hour or two? That's exactly it's, it. Because if you say to someone, "Would you like to have a phone call for two and a half hmm. hours?" They generally go, uh, no. Yeah. I'm a bit too busy for that. You know, 10 minute chat, maybe? Yeah. Whereas if you say to someone, would you like to come on the podcast? It'll be however long you want to chat for. And then yeah. four hours later, you're still chatting to them. And the other thing is, is so like we, um, again, without, without constantly referring back to Fools with Tools, like the, the one we just recorded, um, it's exactly that one. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, so you can't do that because are available. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're Al now. Um, we, uh, yeah, and also you can't keep doing that because this is an audio thing. It'd be like me showing everyone my mug and how cool my mug is. That Look is that. an epic mug. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And the listeners, at, the listeners at home. Yeah, yeah, the listeners at home. Not and like the... you've never done that on your yes. podcast. No, never. But never. the advantage with us is the listeners can at home can if they want to find out at five oh. minutes forty seconds what steve held up because i'm not going to describe it He's you can go and have pro. a look at the youtube video See? and have a look because the youtube video will be there yeah and, and you're the professional with I'm the show the... notes yeah you're the looks um yeah. <laughs> what was i what was i talking about uh oh yeah so we were talking um on the the other podcast we were talking about the fact that um the sorry i've I, really? it, it's been a very long day. Um, <laughs> I've kind of slipped into that manic episode bit. Um, yeah, we were talking about um, uh, social media and the way that people interact and the the kind of pressure to interact and how that can be really detrimental and the fact that it can really cause um, a lot of anxiety. And I, I said one of the things that's happened recently with me is um, it, it, I think it's fairly well known that i i really struggle with the month of november there's a lot of stuff that has happened in my past um that always seems to happen in november um and just as such the month tends to be quite difficult for me um that and you know you couple that with like um seasonal affective disorder and and stuff like that it's changing yeah it's Mm. just it all kind of hits yeah and especially with uh with the new job or the new job with um the job now the fact that we you know October, November, December is fucking manic. Really um, busy, yeah. Yeah, so it, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, so the last couple of weeks, I've had at least 10 messages in my Instagram inbox unread at all times, if not more, because I've just I've just got this weird kind of anxiety about responding to people um, that's just appeared out of nowhere. Um, and... It's the same with my uh, Facebook Messenger and uh, WhatsApp to a certain extent, um, where I'm just I'm not replying to people. I'm not opening the message because I don't want to 
open it and forget it, about it. it red, yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I feel bad about the fact that people can see that, well, I've obviously been online. Why hasn't you read my message? Um, and a lot of it is just because I, I don't have the, uh, the, the, the mental capacity to be able to respond to it properly in the way that I want to respond to it. Um, mm. And wanting to actually give that person, whoever they are, the, the time that they deserve um, in response. Um, and we, one of the things we were saying is it's really difficult to have a proper conversation um, over text. There's, there's a handful of people that I actually talk to um, regularly through text messages that get my undivided attention. Um, and even with them, generally, it's um, it's whilst I'm scrolling Instagram or Nine Gag or watching something on YouTube or whatever. Um, it's it's very rare that it's completely 100% undivided attention, and that only works if we're both free at the same time. And anyone that knows me knows how rare it is that I'm actually sat down concentrating on one thing. Um, so, so yeah, that that. that kind of conversation doesn't happen very often unless you jump on the phone and and have a chat like this which is like for especially for the like that i think i don't want to cast broad strokes but i think for like the millennial generation and those <laughs> following how oh, very dare you <laughs> we, we don't we don't phone people like it's, no, it's God, no. genuinely only been since getting these um wireless headphones many brands are available um <laughs> but, but it's only since getting these and being able to have like them plugged in and be able to talk mm. basically have a hands-free set that i've actually started phoning people semi-regularly and normally it's just whilst i'm out walking the dog because i'm already doing something else um but i really don't like the idea of just sitting at home on the phone i don't it, it i really struggle with it um but having these has meant that I've been able to do that. But even with that, there's still only a handful of people that I will actually phone regularly to, to have conversations with even friends of mine, um, from real life. Uh, like they have to, they have to in the meet like, space. Yeah. They have to remind me and be like, Steve, we haven't spoken in like two and a half years. Can you just answer your fucking phone, please? I'm like, mm. Yes. Yes, I can. I'm going to be free in like three and a half weeks. Does that work for you? <laughs> Um, like, and if it does, can you just message Jamie and book it in? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, we really do need to set up that shared calendar. I think, that <laughs> just, so I can officially become your PA. <laughs> it's it's scary how much. Well, I, I mean, Andy's I, mine, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, that that the group chat is is such a useful thing because I, it's really good because I can go in there and be like, uh, what am I doing this? this weekend or guys can someone remind me about this at about four o'clock and someone will remind me yeah i mean it, that's that is usually jamie thing. yeah <laughs> usually yeah because because I, I exist everywhere simultaneously as a few people have pointed out yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean for for the 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 insider i was gonna say the insider trading it's not insider trading insider knowledge i suppose is is mm. uh Steve, Andy, me, Red, and Jim are in a WhatsApp group, um, and it's just and none of our wife is it what I said, and none of them are invited. It's for us, exactly. It's 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 our little our little sanctuary away from everything else, <laughs> where we can we can just insult Steve in peace, basically. <laughs> Fuck up. 
not when I'm taking a sip. <laughs> Tea up my nose now. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. I think, I think you're and right. There. For, for me, getting on the phone is I, I hate getting on the phone. Yeah. The only person I, I will, I'll, the only person I will actually sort of ring up is my sister. Yeah, and I, I, I completely forget to do that so often. I can't remember the last time I spoke to her. It, it's yeah. probably in this, I think once since the summer. Yeah, when I saw I mean, her, I, 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 I remember. Usually when it's, I'm either doing something like this where I can't, or it's kind of, it's like 11.30 at night. Yeah. Or one o'clock in the morning, you think, yeah. I haven't called her for a while. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, better, better not do it now. Yeah. And that, that's why I quite like the, the dog walking thing, because it's something that I have to do every day anyway. Um, and I'm I'm not doing anything else. And I can't, it's not like I can walk the dog whilst staring at my phone, because A, I don't really want to. I quite like being able to enjoy the area that I live in. Um but having a wireless headset in means that I can I can walk around and I can enjoy the area that I live. I can walk Murph, I can be paying attention to what he's doing, but I can have a conversation with someone at the same time. Um, so it feels like I'm using that time efficiently. And because that's now set in my head of like, that's what I do. Um, I will quite often, there's a, like a few people that are messaging, like, are you free? The trouble mm-hmm. is, is what I should really be doing is messaging people in advance and being like are you going to be free around this time but because my brain doesn't work like that it's just like i'm doing the thing now what are you doing yeah but it's like um, phone call roulette then isn't it because it's yeah. whoever replies back yeah. with yes me yeah i mean i should say for for anyone who hasn't yet had the pleasure of a random unexpected phone call <laughs> with steve is it is beautifully beautifully in glorious in the fact that it will be you know a fantastic conversation be discussing all sorts of wonderful topics and then midway through a sentence he'll just say Earth <laughs> because he's obviously out walking the dog. Yeah. So it'll just be you know Earth, leave the badger alone. Yeah, exactly. But it'll be like midway through Steve's sentence where he'll suddenly shout that. <laughs> and it's it's a fantastic way to to keep you paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's all it's for. Like the dog's not even there. He's on a lead. He's fine. I'm just making sure you're paying attention. Hmm. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it is. It's really good, and it's it's good for me because it forces me to to remember to do that. Um, mm. But I'm very, I'm also very aware that a lot of people don't like phone conversations. Um, so if I haven't, like, if anybody that feels that they're close to me is listening and is upset that I haven't messaged Wait, them, I dropped you in it there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say just just message me and and, and say, can I can I have a chat? Fancy a chat? Because you next walking path. Yeah. Other, otherwise, I'll I'll just forget because I'm I'm a creature of habit. I'll message the same three or four people, and and that's it because it's easier that way. Um, I suppose for I... anyone else, I suppose I'm um, getting in touch with me, and then I'll book it in for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could do that. That'd be fantastic. Um, I feel like such a prima donna now, and for people I mean, that don't don't Hollywood know Steve, us, oh, fucking behave. <laughs> But for people that don't know us, are going to be thinking, "Who the fuck is this guy? What's he doing?" Um, I should say that, that for for those who don't know, the background is is out of the the three members of Fools of Tools brigade. Hang on, are you doing are you doing a guest introduction before like half an hour into the show? No, I wasn't going to introduce you. I was just going to say oh. the fact that out of the <laughs> out of the three of you, you're the 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 newest to my friend group. You know, I've known you the shortest amount of time. Yeah, which is weird. Better than you know you at times, I think. Yeah. 
what's, what's weirder is the fact like so because I, I especially people within that particular whatsapp group it's weird to think that i know you guys through the maker community hmm. rather than like and like it it's such a weird thing and trying to explain it to people outside of the community um like oh so how did you meet so and so i watched some of his videos online and we got chatting and it, it sounds so on ridiculous. the internet yeah. yeah i met this guy on the internet and he's really cool um but i i i think the reason that it's it's so nice is because there's there's always that that common ground there's a reason that we're all in this community together and all all chatting yeah. um and <clears throat> excuse me I think it's quite good, especially within the the Fools for Tools kind of community, and obviously now the Makers Waffle one and the Two Thirds Focus one and everything else. It's the fact that it's it's a bunch of very similarly minded people that a bunch of seem, yeah, that, well, I say, yeah, that seem to have the same kind of I was going to say values, but I'm not even sure if it's values. It's the same kind of outlook on on things, um, and there's I think values do match. I, I, I think there's a combination <sighs> of things. Yeah, I, I, but it, I, even when the values don't necessarily match, it's the the fact that it's maybe perspectives is a better way way of wording it. So it's not necessarily that I agree with everything that you say, but I can understand your point of view much easier because we have shared experiences. If that makes more fewer sense. Fewer assholes in the whole. <laughs> well, that as well, yeah. By, by well, I, think, I, normal I, folk. I, I think it's a combination of things. I think there's perspective. I think there's it's shared experiences i think there are shared values because if you think about there are people who are if you look at the broader maker community there are people who don't share the values that we we three share for example yeah and we might interact with them distantly but we wouldn't interact with them in the same way that we do with each other and yeah. they may have they have some of the same experiences, but I think the values, how they treat people, how they, yeah, uh, mm. just how they are based on their particular value system. I think it's, I think that is a way of interacting with the world, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually quite a good point. I mean, I, I guess it it's such a weird thing because. There's no, there's no defining trait, I would say, that um, that people within kind of our our little subsection of this subsection of the general populace. Um, there's no defining trait that we all share, other than the fact that dashing good looks. Well, that obviously. Uh, I mean, but yeah, but you say that, but then there's people like Rasmus. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> Genuinely, I was going to try and be nice to him as well. And I just can't. It's not, you're not legally allowed because now, <laughs> now all three of us have got the podcast. We can we can just pass on that one insult between the three of us as as it goes, and then yeah. it's it's like evenly balanced, and no one gets too. Yeah, I was going to say, have you heard today's two thirds focus? No, yeah, no, I haven't I, actually. Not yet. I, I have. Job. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it now. Um, not now. You're on this one now. I can do two things at once. It's fine. I don't get easily distracted. <laughs> I can barely do one thing at once. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. If there is a, a defining trait um, that we all share. But I think there's. 
there's enough kind of um like crossovers in that that massive venn diagram of of who we all are that mm. that there there's always something that you can kind of um relate to and i think that again that's that's one of the things i, I find quite interesting about the the kind of maker community at large the fact that we all seem to be quite good at um at explaining things in a way that's understandable for the other person whether that's um something in a more kind of uh emotional sense or whether it's something in a more practical sense so yeah whether it's it's talking about um like how you're feeling about something or whether it's talking about like well this is how you should do this thing and here's a what's the fucking word uh example word? yeah but, but there's another word for example uh not metaphor um analogy, analogy? that's the one yeah here's an analogy for how to do the thing um because there's there's common ground so you know you can be like this is just like a scarf joint or this is just like a mortise and tenon or this is a little there well, I suppose um, that's why a lot of the people in the making community are educators of a sort. It's that, like you said, it's that relatability to, you know, getting back to like the shared experiences of being able to say, what sort of thing are you interested in? Right. Okay. So that here's the, here's the cogent metaphor that matches that thing you're trying to learn. It's that sort of. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen Kara's comment. <laughs> um... <laughs> Kara, Steve's, Steve's on all the podcasts. I'm on all of the. I was going to say, been on more podcasts than I have. <laughs> I don't know why though. Like I, I do so badly on all of them, but people keep asking me back. Um, it's that one every week you do on a Sunday night. That's the problem. The one that releases sort of somewhere between Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Uh, if you not noticed, I haven't actually released last week's yet. <laughs> I've been busy. That's that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that was a, um, that was a live event, wasn't it? I think, I think exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's definitely a call for saying, well, if you didn't make the live event, you weren't there, and you shouldn't catch Ex- up. <laughs> Exclusive, yes, for for the people who love the podcast the most. Yeah, for the for for fans only. Yeah, that's your other one. <laughs> yeah, for for our fans only, make that. <laughs> um, uh, that sorry, I'm, I'm flustered now. Um, what were we talking about? What? What? Where is that topic? I keep trying to go back to the... analogies. Educators, the circle of the Venn diagrams of this portion of the maker community. That's barely yeah. a circle, populace. is it? It's, it's yeah. definitely non-Euclidean geometry. What? Non-Euclidean? Don't what? The, Venn di- the Venn diagram for the maker community is is not drawable in three D space. Ah, uh, needs at least four dimensions. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so thinking. Um, That's yeah, what the smell was. <laughs> uh, what was what? What? Where was I going from? I don't even know what I was. I was. I've had very little sleep, and I'm not, not, not sure I can. Brains keep, enough. Yeah, I, I can't. I think I can't we were talking brain. about how we all managed to get on, even though we do come from. Yeah, well, things in common, but we, we do come we from are... diverse yeah. backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. And like, even with um, even when we barely even share a language with people, like so, there's. I'm, I was going to pick on Rasmus again because he was easy, but <laughs> <I knew you. laughs> but like, w- there's so many people who's who's like well, lang- as, as we've as we've done English the Rasmus insult. 
we can then slip into the to the second most insulted populace and and you know the, the shared common language with our american cousins yeah yeah you know john john's already pointed out we've we've gone through rasmus so it's got to be the americans next <laughs> but i mean wait like even even when someone like their english isn't even their second language it's like their third or fourth language um mm. like cuz i think i'm pretty sure red spoke japanese before he spoke english i might be making that up i might be completely making that up but he, the guy speaks like 50 different languages um but like there's we we have the ability to be able to to still communicate in a way that's semi well everyone else has a, the ability to communicate coherently i'm struggling um i, well, I do a lot of my, i don't know what this is but apparently this is communication of some description I don't, it's an invisible rubik's cube i can't do them me either I, no i don't understand how because the middle one doesn't move it doesn't i don't it just oh, it upsets me you, the trick is to either take all the stickers off <laughs> or pop all the cubes off yeah <laughs> yeah just spray it yeah. <laughs> oh shit you just reminded me i've got something sat outside that i spray painted this afternoon that's still out there is it a rubik's cube <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, sorry, I keep. I, I also keep looking at the chat just to see if uh, anything's going on, and it's. It doesn't help that all of our friends are in there giving us shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you get. But um. <laughs> I was gonna, so. Yeah. Obviously. Um. I was going to ask you guys a load of questions because I, I don't. I don't like being the one being asked questions because I. <laughs> I just want Steve. Them. Well, this is exactly it. There's no agenda. We don't. We don't do question. We we only have one question, which is for you, Steve. Okay. How's the bathroom? Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom is fine. I've got, I've got a toilet and a large bath, a large sink. sink. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I, I functioned in your bathroom last week. That's exactly that's yeah. Enough. It works. Yeah, it's um, it is a bathroom. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing uh, that long term project. Yeah, well, it's because I've got to get actual people that know what they're doing in, and that requires <laughs> that requires making a phone call to someone that's not one of those four people that I phone regularly. So it's it's going to get professional po professional podcaster Jamie. Yeah, he's gone full circle back there onto the phone yeah. call. It's what has. they call a callback. Ah. Um, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. So. Uh, so, because obviously one of my um, one of my first jobs was working in IT. I say one of my first jobs; that's a complete lie. Uh, one well, of my earlier jobs, yeah, um, I was working in IT, and I was on the help desk, so frontline support. I had to speak to people every day um, and have a headset on, and that was fine because, I, I, to be fair, even that it took me a few weeks to get into it. But after that, I'd be fine. I could phone anyone with a work-related query or question. No problem whatsoever. But if I had to phone someone outside of work, I hated it. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. But I also I, I remember um uh my my manager um wanted to introduce a more professional um demeanor to, to the way that we spoke to the, the customers. Remembering the you customers. Have to wear ties. Ah, no, they tried <laughs> to get us to make they tried to make us wear ties uh, for a little while and it, it didn't. Did you come in with your head? I may have done. 
the, the other thing is, is they tried to get us to wear ties, but I also was wearing a hat like because I've I've worn a hat since I first started working in pubs. I've always worn hats um, just because my hair gets in the way. Um, so even when I was in the office, I I was known as the guy in IT with the hat on because um, it was easier than the long haired guy because there was three of us with long hair. Um, but so I I like I had to go in in a shirt and tie. So I had a shirt and tie and a trucker cap on or a flat cap on and be like, well, <laughs> no, you can't make me take it off. Go away. Um, and uh, and yeah, the whole the, the whole tie thing did not last long at all because I I basically was like, right, are you going to pay for, for the uniform? They're like, what? I was like, well, I've got one tie and one shirt that I wear to weddings. Why would I buy more clothes to come into? I'm not going to go on that rant because I'm um what was it saying yes so they wanted us to be more professional uh and all this and um and our customers were the people that ran our trade counters so it wasn't like we were talking to external customers we were talking to people within the business Hmm. and rather than being just what i used to do which is hello it i was supposed to be off and on again yeah exactly (laughs) uh it was supposed to be uh good morning or good afternoon depending on the time of day um that's that's long enough just saying that. yeah exactly uh like good morning welcome to company it this is steve speaking how can i help you today and uh and i was like oh yeah yeah i'll definitely say that phone rings hello it and then get an instant message from my boss being like steve you gotta say the thing oh yeah sorry yeah i definitely say it hello it and um (laughs) after about three days of this she took me to one side like steve why aren't you saying the thing i was like because nobody cares. Nobody cares. The people in the trade counter just want to get their, their thing fixed. They yeah. want to phone up and say, can you reset my password? They don't want to have to listen to me saying 30 seconds of, hi, have a night. I, and no offense to John, the rest of them I, I don't care about, but no offense to John. But I was like, we're not Americans. We don't need to be really nice and polite over the phone. We can literally <laughs> just ring up and say, hello. Yeah. All right. Done. Hi, That's IT. It. Yeah, they know exactly. They've, they've, they've reached the right place. Yeah, that's yeah. all they care about. Yeah. They don't care who I am. I'm just IT guy. I'm not Steve. I'm faceless drone who fixes their password. Or yeah, I, I've I've answered your call and you've yeah. reached the place you wanted to be. That's all they yeah. care about. Exactly. Is, and uh, am I allowed to speak yet and tell you yeah. what's, wrong, what's wrong? Yeah, and th- that's what I said to her. Is like it's you're talking about it like you want us to do this that and the other but i was like you also want to increase in efficiency we're wasting time by doing something that doesn't matter that nobody cares about um so yeah i i got away with being not not lazy but but being (laughs) grumpy by by being like yeah it's it's more efficient to just say it yeah absolutely we we had a a guy that used to work with um years ago back in like site management type days and um he just get really, really bored, and because he was one of the engineer types, he um, he wasn't really answering incoming calls very often. It was just any calls that were forwarded through to him. So yeah. he just got bored one day, and, and an internal, uh, an external call had come through, and he just picked up the phone with Ubi Ubi, <laughs> as he as he would do when he got bored. Yeah. So it was literally just like Ubi Ubi, and. Unfortunately, the other end of the call was the managing director of the business who was calling from uh, his rather large mansion in another country uh, and recognised the voice. It's like, who be I be? I be the managing director. So if I, <laughs> you, I would improve my phone manner if I don't want to be down at the doll office. <laughs> oh, sorry. Nice. 
like that, that old joke about uh, the guy on um, uh, guard duty on an army base and having the, the general come up and him be like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? No. Well, fuck okay. you. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, sorry, I was getting distracted by people in the chat again. And John, I didn't mean like Americans being just polite on the phone. I just meant just Americans being overly. It's like because it's. So this is one of the things that me and Feder, no, me and Jess actually had a very long conversation about. Jess Feder. Jess Feder. Um, it's. <laughs> He, she's they're a lovely girl. Uh, what was he saying? Yes, the the whole fact that in America it's called the service industry, whereas over here it's called the hospitality industry, because hospitality can easily be withdrawn if you act like an asshole over here. You're just you're not going to get served. Like mm-hmm. the the way that um, that people are treated in the service industry in the states is fucking disgusting. Um, and yes, there are pe- people and places over here that that will tolerate that kind of behavior, but generally it's it's just not. Um, and I think like that's, I don't really know where I was going with this, but that's that's one of the things that I well, um, I was getting at with the... the it's interesting, like, the, the, yeah, the, the, one of the, it's, it's the old sort of trope thing, isn't it? Where, you know, everyone sort of says, oh, the customer is always right. And... Yeah, no. like a lot of, but but this is the thing though is is a lot of stuff that, uh, to make a sweeping generalization, there's a lot mm. of stuff that gets half remembered or half passed on. Yeah, um, and that's one of those things, one of those perfect examples because the original quote was that the customer is always right in matters of taste, and it was specifically related to. Like if if you're buying a couch and you go in and say, ah, they're, they're only black and brown couches. I want one in fluorescent orange. Mm. That th- those people selling you that couch, and you know, it, it's your decision to make your couch that color. If they can yeah. make it that color, that's your taste, and that you you are completely right if that's the color you want. Yeah. But if you walk in and say, I want. 50% off this because I'm the customer and I'm right. That's just you being a dick because that's that's you mis misunderstanding the the whole quote there. Mm. It's it's if you if you've got a taste matter that you have a difference of opinion on, it doesn't matter because you are right, but you don't have the right to then just be an arse to someone. Yeah. Yeah, because you've misremembered a quote or never been taught yeah. the full quote or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it's such a, a, a <laughs> you know how to set me off. Um, <laughs> but it's true though, like, and it's it's this whole thing of the customer's always right. No, the customer's not always right. The customer's an idiot. The customer's come to you because the customer can't do it themselves. Like, no. In terms of IT stuff. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, and I'm pretty sure I've told you this story before. I might have told it to more people. I probably told it to Morty because apparently I've already said everything to him. Um, <laughs> but he knows everything anyway, so it doesn't matter. He does. He's such a fucker. Um, yeah, I, I once had a, 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 a person phone me up who was very, very angry that Word was broken, as in the, the Microsoft program Word was broken. Because mm. um, you, you, for you and for me, Word is generally broken. Yeah, yeah, pretty or much. Words. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's because he, he was typing away 
and nothing was appearing on the screen. And I was like, doesn't sound right. So I kind of logged into his computer. I was like, right, just just try typing something. It's like, right, okay. And just highlight what you've just typed. And he highlighted it and you could see it. He was like, well, why is it not there? I was like, just go it's to font, font color. <laughs> yep, that's white. That's why you can't see it. She's like, oh, oh well, I, I feel really stupid now. I was like, yes, I'd imagine you do. Um, <laughs> but like... But he was oh, fine I've, with it. I've got loads and loads and loads of those things. Yeah, but see, this is the thing: is he was fine with it because he was, like, he he was a bit annoyed when he rang up, but not at me. He was just annoyed. He was like, "This is so frustrating." Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and <laughs> sorry, I keep, I keep looking. I've got to close the chat window in a minute. Um, <laughs> it's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll still get distracted by something, Andy. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> probably just our faces. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he he like he was annoyed by it, but he he didn't get annoyed at me. Um, mm. Whereas uh, we had a another manager of one of our stores who he he had an issue, and the the other guys on the team were trying to get a single piece of information out of him to fix said issue. Um, but he wasn't giving them this bit of information. Every time they asked for it, he would just get annoyed tell them that that wasn't his job and that they just needed to fix it. Um, and they were like, well, we can't fix it without this. And part of the reason that they weren't getting anywhere is because, the, I'm not going to name names, but the the other guy that was taking the call was being very polite. Mm. And he was like, well, very sorry, but we do need to get this and we can't really do anything without the... And I'm sorry, terribly sorry. And I was like, just hand him over to me. And... I was like, let let me deal with him. And um, so I picked up the phone. I, I rang him back. I was like, uh, <laughs> shut up, Caro. Um, <laughs> Steve, Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. So I rang him up and was like, hi, I'm I'm Steve. Uh, I'm going to be taking over this call for now. Um, I believe you've been speaking to one of my, uh, my one of my colleagues about this this issue, um, and he's been trying to get this piece of information. Are you able to provide that? I've already told him. I haven't got time for this. I need to get this one. right. Okay. Firstly, if you swear at me again, I'm going to hang up the phone, and you will not get this fixed. <laughs> Secondly, we need this bit of information to get fixed. If you're not willing to provide that, there is nothing further we can do with the call, and we will close the uh -huh. ticket, stating that you've not provided the information. You will then have to explain to your area manager why you have not been able to take any money for an entire day because you couldn't hand us a simple piece of information. It is that simple. And it was great because then he was just like, "Well, I uh, will." Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah. be bothered to go and get the piece of information for you. Yeah, that's what yeah, he means. It's that, it's that simple. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Well, I, I don't know how to get." It. I was like, "Right, oh, that's I can walk you through the process of getting that information, but you have to be responsive. Like, you can't just mm. say I'm not doing it." And then, um, did you not need to was... thumb a bit closer to your ear though to, to hear him properly? No, because I've got the <laughs> headphones in the way, so I can't. It's, uh, um, it's just the mic. It's just the mic <laughs> bit. Yeah, exactly. I don't care what he says. I'm just telling him. Um, <laughs> Really hard to stay on track. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? But yeah, so that was like, but Stuart, sorry, but unnamed colleague um, was, <laughs> sorry, beat Pat's fine. Uh, he's not going to listen to this. Yeah, beat, uh, there you go, yeah, beat. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he was mortified. He was like, Steve, you can't talk to someone like that. I was like, yes, you can. Exactly the same as down in the call center. If someone starts swearing at them down the phone, they just say, nope, sorry, I'm, I'm not dealing with you. You can either speak to a manager or I can hang up the phone. That's that's your two choices now. Like, 
it doesn't matter what industry you work in, you're still a human. You're still entitled to be treated with respect. And if someone is not doing that, uh-huh. then you shouldn't. Do it. And that goes to the maker community as well. If you're making or selling a product and someone is making unreasonable demands, it's perfectly okay to say, okay, I don't want your business. That yeah. That's a perfectly fine response to say. Like I've, I've genuinely turned around to someone and not sold them or said to them, I, I don't want to sell you a class because I don't want you on my class. I don't want oh. you to come on my course because I think you'll be disruptive and you're obviously not listening. Um, That's entitlement, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And yeah, it, it's, it's really, um, it's a really kind of empowering thing to do as well, to, to realize that yeah. you, you do have that right. And, and there's nothing they can do about it. If, if someone's acting like an asshole, you can say, no, you're an asshole. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, yeah, their, their money is, is not worth your mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that in itself as a realization is, well, empowering is exactly it. You know, it's, it's that kind of, sudden step forward when you go hang on actually no i am i am worth more than than this you know i, I don't yeah. deserve you know I, I think in part i think that's what you know the last 18 months has kind of done for large chunks of the working population around the world you know yeah sort of realizing it's like hang on a minute is it is it really worth my time to go and be shouted at by a manager for yeah 60 hours a week for not enough to live on or you know yeah well you look at the amount of people that are now working from home and the amount of people that have been told that they need to go back into the office and have said to their co- co- company, you need to justify why you need me in the office or yeah. I'm finding another job. And people are walking out in droves because there's... I, I was the... reading an article today that... Uh, you can't interview... read. <laughs> hey, dude, it's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a Google employee who... But they've basically been told that uh, if they decide that they don't want to come back to the office, they take a pay cut. But currently, COVID restrictions are saying that they can't go back to the office yeah. because they've put the survey round to basically say when restrictions are lifted, who wants to stay at home? Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you tick that you want to stay working from home, you're going to be taking a pay cut. So this this Google employee is like, well, hang on a minute. We currently can't go back yeah. to the office. But you're basically saying that if we decide we want to not go back to the office, you're just going to automatically dock our pay. So where does that leave us? So he's he's yeah. kind of at this point. He's he's a high level developer, and he's at the point where he's sort of thinking, well, maybe I'll just find somewhere else to work. Because yeah, maybe I'll go work for Bing instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Other ad agencies are available. <laughs> but but the other thing is, is that like I I do completely think that in-person face-to-face uh communication has a huge value and i do think it is worth being in an office for that but you don't need it every day um certain roles you do uh so for one of the roles that i was in we needed to be if we weren't in the office we were on a hangout for our entire shift like that's just the way that Mm. we were because we had to have that instantaneous communication. Um, I mean, we still use thing, things like Slack and stuff like that, but you also needed that that instant communication. Whereas, you know, even typing something out, it takes too long, especially if you get distracted like I do. Um, 
But uh, so I've been trying to say bye to James for the last 20 minutes. I've just given up and just closed the tab. Um, <laughs> but uh, sorry, he'll, he'll listen to this on Tuesday exactly, whenever this comes yeah. out. Yeah. Um, he'll but, he'll yeah. tag us in Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it's there is definitely value to it, but you don't need to be there all the time for it. And there's there's room to say, right, okay, we'll do three days a week from home and two days in the office or or whatever, like and and have hot desks rather than having permanent spaces and things like this. There's, we've had this opportunity to to change the way that we work um, yeah. and introduce more things like flexi time and stuff like that. I mean, we we used to do um, follow the sun um, support because we we were a global company that mm-hmm. had businesses in literally every territory so we were following the sun like it it didn't matter what time you started your shift there was always something to do um so you know we obviously had to cover certain times um so our team it had to do like set hour shifts but everyone else was basically like you can work whenever you want because as long as the work gets done that's all that matters um yeah and and I think the certainly for kind of more office based work, I say office based work for, for more sat at a desk based work. Yeah. Like that, that kind of thing is, is something that, that is being embraced by more and more people and more and more people are going, well, we have this technology. We've proved that it's reliable. We've done it for two years oh. now. Why, why would we go back to the old way that was, that was horrible? And, and there are quite a few good, com- like big companies that are realizing, well, we can save thousands a month oh, on, yeah. on rental space. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Price, yeah. Sorry, Andy. Uh, you electricity as well. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, the simple costs of heating a building, yeah. buy a smaller building. Why do you yeah. need a building at all? Just if you need to meet together yeah. once a month, you hire a room in a hotel. Yeah, because not a hotel room, but yeah, a, yeah, a kind of but there, there was a, <laughs> a meeting room. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a different kind of meeting. <laughs> um, but there was a uh, an article I read uh, the other day about um, who was it? Uh, a company in London that were basically renting out or purchasing office spaces um, and doing like short term subletting, so you could you could rent it for a day or for a couple of days, mm. and it was for exactly that reason, for a load of companies that were just like, well, we don't actually want permanent office space anymore, but they're going to need a space every few months. So it's so very much like hot desking, but you know, you get an entire floor for a week, a month or whatever. Um, and I think more opportunities like that are coming up and more, more things like that are coming up, which I guess that's kind of what like the maker spaces are. Um, yeah. Maybe definitely trying to workshop. work around to, uh, to the maker community um <laughs> i can't help it i need to i need to have some kind of i need to have some kind of focus because if, if you don't i'm just gonna fucking end well, up over I, here. I came across a um i was trying to keep an eye out of, of what's happening kind of locally i mean for, for me that basically means in kent in terms of making yeah yeah who who are the kent makers um, yeah, what, event, <laughs> what events? What events are taking place, and and, and kind of who are what companies are there? It's interesting. Uh, last week, I came across a uh, place. It was through uh, Dominic Chimier, who's the one of the guys from the repair shop. Oh, nice. He's been. He took over the ownership of the Raleigh 
think I pronounced that right, company, who make or made English wheels. And he wants to yes. get an English wheel manufactured again in the UK and yeah. sell it. And he's got the he's got the Riley name. And he was getting he's getting bits done for various places. So his his um, most recent video, uh, which came out this afternoon actually, yeah. uh, he was up in Norfolk with a a guy and his his, his sons who are producing the model. That would be used. Or, sorry, the the mold that would be used in the um, casting. So it's it's kind of yeah. Essentially, they're making what will go into the sand before the, yeah. the cast iron to be then uh, poured into once the the void is made. Yeah. Uh, but he was a couple of weeks ago. He was he was outside a a place that was called uh, something like Create to Make or something, and it was like. Or space to, or space to be or space to make or there, there was some sort of name. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I, was, I kind of sort of googled it and found out it's a it's a essentially it's a maker space in just outside Tunbridge Wells. Nice, but it's not a maker space as in oh I can go and join. Yeah, but more it's actually a commercial place where mm. I can I could rent I could rent a bench or literally yeah. a desk a desk. Yeah, I can literally just get a desk in their place for, for and just use it with a computer um there's a computer and a telephone and a, a, you, you, a meter long desk and that's it you can just yeah. rent that or you can rent you know they've got something like twenty thousand foot or thirty thousand foot square facility hey you just got you can just get a whole work a, a warehouse essentially of space yeah. they've got workshops they've got metal shops they've got all the kit they've got cncs they've got lasers and you can you can rent it by the hour. Oh, and it's, it's, Wait, when are you joining? Oh, not joining, but when are you when are you going and renting uh, the space? Yeah, I looked at the prices. Yeah, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a... So a while back, uh, when I first started getting into the maker community, there was... I was looking to see if there, if there were any maker spaces around here. Um, and I've just posted a link to you guys um, for a place called Building Blocks um, with a Q, because Q. Um and uh, it, it's based, I think it's near London. I think it's in London, actually. But it sounds like a very, very similar sort of setup where they've mm. got loads of, of really cool gear, but it's it's geared towards um, professionals. So you, you'd rent it for a, a full day or for a week or whatever, rather than going in and just hacking about and doing whatever. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I find those kind of spaces really interesting because it's quite cool if you've got a short-term project and you want to do yeah. some prototyping or something like that, but you're not uh you're not in a position where it's like you you know it's it's not worth going and buying all of the gear to to do this yeah. thing but you know that this thing's going to take you maybe three four weeks to to make your first prototype to see if it works potential commercial options isn't it yeah yeah it's a really really good um kind of system of doing it but um but yeah because i looked into makerspaces around here and there is nothing um to the point where i genuinely looked at uh setting up um a makerspace in one of the the units around here um and just, i mean i i can barely organize my own thoughts let alone <laughs> a, a proper commercial adventure um I'm glad you said that not me <laughs> i knew it was coming i'd like um, to be similar i mean for, for me the, the there's um, the nearest makerspace there's a well there's a hack space in maidstone yeah which it's yeah to get to is with the roads around here 45 minutes probably 
and it's tiny. It's it's two rooms in a, a, a council building. Yeah. And they basically just do electronics. I think they've got a 3D printer and they, they're mostly electronics kind of hackers rather than any yeah. kind of big physical making. There's one at the University in Canterbury, which is pretty much for students only. There's a group who meets up on, in Medway, which don't have a makerspace. They meet at somebody's house. Yeah. And that's it. There, there are no makerspace, no decent sized makerspaces in Kent. Yeah. And it's yeah, the most populous county in the UK. Yeah. It's it's such a it's such a shame because those kind of um the opportunity for or I think that if if you were able to get um a, a decent space and create that kind of obviously have the investment to create a makerspace i do think they'd be really really popular and it's just the fact that if you do it you need to get people aware of it because there was a hack space in bristol that i didn't find out about until like the week before i left working there um and i only found out a little while ago that there was actually a men's shed um set up uh in the next town over um but unfortunately i don't know if this is true of all men's sheds but it was the people that I knew that had been there were not made to feel welcome. Basically it was very much a case of, well, if you're not retired and you're not in this click, then you're not welcome. Um, which is something that unfortunately I... it's not uncommon. Yeah. Some are very different. Yeah. Actually, yeah, 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 Cause you were in, you were in Froome today. I, I believe yes. Froome has got a very active men's shed. Um, yes. With actually multiple really like sheds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got multiple sheds. So they, they've got a men's shed. They've got a, a ladies' shed, yeah, and a mixed shed. So they've got you yeah, know, men just want to be together, sort of shoulder to shoulder with other men. They don't want oh, women just around. Ammunition for Rasmus. Yeah, um, I was going to say. I know. I know he's going to be saying something. <laughs> and and so they've got this kind of combination. They've got. I think they've also got it set up so there's a maker space, which tends to be younger people. Yeah. And they do interact. So the kind of people in the young in the maker space who kind of more into three D printing kind yeah. of here will work with some of the people from the men's shed to kind of yeah. teach them about three D printing or and, using. But that's lasers. the thing that that's what the beauty of having a large, eclectic kind of maker space is is the fact that yeah. you get that cross pollination. That's that's why these kind of ventures are so good. That's why um, you would have had. Uh, that's why like having things like maker markets and craft fairs but not craft fairs where it's tat but actual people making actual stuff um mm. that's why they're so good and i mean Froome is such a good place to be um in just in terms of creativity there like the the town itself is fantastic and it the town really supports that kind of um ethos um mm. and the the independent market is one of the best in the country um, and from that, you get that cross-pollination. You get the opportunity to work with other craftspeople. Um, and it's it's kind of an interesting thing. There's, there was a um, conversation I had a, a little while back with, it was a ceramicist, and I can't remember the person's name. Um, but we were, we were talking, we were talking about, because um, they'd never really heard of, of, the, the maker scene as, as we know it, they knew the maker movement as 
craftspeople who were professionals and trying to sell their wares. They didn't realize that there yeah. was a lot of, of, of amateurs out there as well and hobbyists. Um, and we, we had a very long, interesting conversation that basically we were talking about how good it would be to have um, permanent makers because there, was, there used to be really good um, places where you could go where you'd get lots and lots of craftspeople all under a single roof. And being able to do that, but being able to do it with both professionals and um, hobbyists, obviously there's there's got to be a certain level of separation because if you're a professional, you don't want some hobbyist coming in every 10 minutes going, what are you doing? Can I sit and watch? Can I do this? Can yeah. I do that? But having, say, you know, as you pay your rent by you work four days on your own stuff and maybe you do a day or two days where you have an open shop and people can come in and ask you questions and you can assist or whatever um and doing things like that like because that way your rent is then paid by you getting to share your knowledge which you, know, you, you yeah. imagine if you're doing that and you get someone that's actually really talented and takes your advice really well and you click really well and you can go well actually how do you fancy giving up your horrible soul-destroying office job and and coming and working for me four days a week and we can both teach on that fifth day sort of thing like that this sounds strangely familiar, Steve. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but th that sort of thing would really lend itself to somewhere like Bristol, where yeah. you've got a load of those. Because like, back when I lived in Bristol, which would have been 2010-ish. Yeah. Um, I forget the, what the name of the street was, but the, the one that's just like 300 miles long that goes from like the Bear Pit all the way up to Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. There was a, like, like a communal rentable art space. Um, yes. You know exactly where I mean. And it was I this do. gorgeous, gorgeous building that yeah. had a load of these little like studios within it. And it was it was very much that kind of thing of like yeah. uh, you know communal space where you could you could go and share and teach and display stuff and sell your wares and everything all from this. You know, it was the Toys R Us model, you know, everything yeah. all under one roof, sort of thing. <laughs> uh, um, I've got the theme tune stuck in my head. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there was but a similar place down in Plymouth when I was living down there, which is it, you know, going back ooh, quite a long time now. Yeah. Uh, there was a... Because I, I, when I was in Plymouth, I did a few years of silver jewellery. Yeah. Um, which did kind of, you know, night classes and... and, and for my at home but i kind of i was sort of looking into the sort of the the silver making the jewelry making community down there yeah and more the kind of professional end of things and there was a you genuinely a might have met alex when you were down there then because that's where he started and that's what he i'm did. sure i would have remembered yeah. i'm sure i would have remembered meeting alex it's very I true. Don't think I he's, did. he's very distinctive there Andy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gigantically distinctive. Like way of putting it. Um, so I, I, there was a there was a place down there which I never went to visit, but it was it was one of those kind of sort of things. It kind of you know, appeared on the net, and within kind of the scope of my investigations, which essentially was you know, higher higher little studio spaces, mm. and there were jewelers there, there were artists there. It, it was it was it was almost an artist collective in a way. Yeah. Uh, with a variety of of there were ceramicists there were um 
trying to think what some of the other sort of skills that were there, but it was it seemed like a great place to kind of go yeah. to, but just never got it's, around to going. It's it's really I keep wanting to put my hand up and then remembering that we're, you don't not, we're not on a yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, honestly, it's so hard to quant like suppress my hosting <laughs> habits. Um, but yeah, so one of the interesting things about that is the fact that um, that's also a university town. Yes. Um, as is Bristol. Froome mm-hmm. isn't so much, but it has a lot of... Um, it's it's very close to Bristol. It's very close to Bath. Um, obviously, both uni towns. Bristol's a very creative place. Um, it's got Glastonbury just down the road, so it's it's quite a creative kind of place. Um, and I well, think southwest, like, the southwest is actually, I, I think, yeah, a a very creative. I mean, if you go a bit further down, you you've got Totnes, yeah, well, which, and, I mean, and which is a like, bit weird as well. But yeah, yeah. well, yeah. But you've got like Dartington and Falmouth and places yeah. like that, um, and it's quite it's quite lucky because it's quite an affluent place. But it's it's not a big city. It's it's not big metropolises yeah. sort of thing. Um, but that's one of the things I find interesting is a lot of this kind of stuff. It comes, it's it's in places where education is a really big part of it, um, and a, a big part of of the local community, um, and that's where you get that kind of that desire for people to. Um, to show one another because I, and I think it, it comes from the fact that if if someone learns something and they they're taught it by someone that, that really genuinely cares about the craft they then want to pass that information on because they yeah. they understand and they appreciate what that means if you try and explain that to someone that's never had that experience that's only ever been in business land they don't they don't understand it they don't get it they're like well where's the profit in that so we, you're not doing it for profit you're doing it to continue like to pass it forward to, or to play it forward um is that why there are not many ferengis in the maker community <laughs> i think there might be um fuck's sakes. um and i struggle enough staying on topic and then you go and throw <laughs> shit like that in but uh but yeah like you, you get that kind of um that desire to keep passing that on and i think the way that the world is going at the moment it's it does seem more and more like we're we're slowly splitting off and you've got the kind of mm-hmm. the, the kind of maker creative kind of people and the more um i don't want to say disposable focused people but people that aren't that don't care about where stuff's coming from that don't care about the the craft or anything like that they just want they want things they want stuff they can spend money on stuff that they can make money from and that's it and they're not interested in anything else and when both of those are competing for the same resources the like the the and i realize this is really cliched and really (laughs) like sweeping generalizations but you've got this and i'm i'm very much counting myself in amongst this lot you've got these lovely like kind of hippie flower child people that are like ah let's all share and be happy and then these other people that are like Let's take advantage of that. And that's that's why it's really hard to build up that kind of community and that kind of space where you can sustain a populace of those creative people because generally creative people don't tend to be particularly good at, at business. It's 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 one of those annoying facts of life. 
Yeah, well, uh, we all tend to be quite, you know, idealistic, and you know, we 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 want that utopia where we all, you know, better each other, and yeah. everyone's happy, and things all progress together rather than. But see that? Yeah, that's the thing. Is we 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 all want that, but yeah. a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't give a shit about anybody else as long as they're happy and as long as they get what they want. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to to do that at almost any cost, um, and it's it's not something that you you can just solve. You can't just say, "Well, no, don't do that because it's not nice." Because they don't give a shit. <laughs> I they, they couldn't care less. Like, well, I I, I I don't care. I'm gonna do the thing that I want to do because that's what makes me happy. It's like mm-hmm. the whole thing about fucking everyone wanting to end world hunger and to do to everyone to be nice and equal. It's like, yeah, but. The vast majority of people that are saying that, that means that you've got to eat less and you've got to give up a lot of your comforts. That's like, it's not it's, a case of bringing it's the world statements, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's doing that, not not that. It's, it's yeah, you can't just that... bring everyone up with finite resources. You need to yeah, yeah. and quite yeah. often you need to scale back. Uh, us with our privilege, we need to scale yeah. back way more than we realise, and How way yeah. way way more than we are comfortable doing. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's... and that's the thing is everyone wants to like we're so used to having this nice comfy cushy life and that's what everyone wants to maintain um and i, I think i think the key is, is probably we want that nice comfy cushy life for as cheap as possible yeah because yeah. i think I, I mean i let's not drift down politics and whatever but <laughs> yeah. yeah i think yeah. i think it would be we'll possible be for us to maintain it. our lifestyle yeah um or maintain the quality of our lifestyle and raise other people up. But in order to raise other people up, rather than kind of dropping down, we have to spend more money. We have to be prepared mm. to spend, you know, 50 quid yeah. on a pair of cheap jeans rather than 10 quid yeah. on a pair yeah. of cheap yeah. jeans Absolutely, that are made yeah. by slave labour in mm. yeah. Bangladesh or, or China or Philippines or Vietnam. Yeah. We need to, but, we need to spend 100 quid on a, on a pan from a local artisan blacksmith. Yeah. Just not the one that Steve's hit the rivets on. (laughs) (laughs) But but it it is. It's such a it's such a difficult thing to explain to people that it it is possible. It just means that you have to to put a little bit more into it. And I think again, this is what isn't it? Yeah, that that's why the the idea of this whole like lovely like make a creative utopia cooperative thing just simply like that's why the vast majority of communes don't work is because it's it's very no, easy no one wants to vet them well yeah. enough to piss people off <laughs> yeah and uh, and there's people out there that are always willing to take advantage um yeah and and it's it's a very sad thing but it's it's true it's yeah. the fact that there's you, know, you 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 almost need someone in that that lovely hippie commune that's the the like like you know on a night out you get the designated driver you need to have the designated <laughs> asshole in the hippie commune <laughs> that's going no you can fuck off mate you're not coming in here because you're not a nice person what you're um, saying is is it every every commune type place needs a proper mum and a dad yeah to, to just. <laughs> be the parents and do the parent things that no one else wants to do. Yeah, pretty much. Just, someone just to look after everyone else and just let them do yeah. their thing. Um, yeah, I, I very nearly went on a political rant then. I'm going to 
I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's head down a different <laughs> we, avenue. We've been very close a few times on, yeah. on previous episodes where we've 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 but nearly was... hit down religion or, or politics or yeah. That's one of the the, the rules in the workshop is because uh, obviously when we do or when we did the the classes and that, um, we did a lot of. Uh, we tried to create a, a, a good atmosphere so everyone could talk and it's a very free and open conversations um happening around the like lunch and dinner table um but the three rules were um fuck, what was it it was no religion no politics and there was something else i can't remember what the other thing was but it was something ridiculous like no demands no, and no like tricks <laughs> years ago no uh, yes yeah, no like, 10 like when when that 70s show came out if they were to like make that now with the same amount of like time difference it would be that 90s show uh which they are doing oh f- no no but they are doing it so red and kitty are going to be in it and it's going to be the grandkids oh okay maybe that's better then i can i guess really I, I can accept that yeah um <laughs> Yeah. Yes, also Terry is right, no sports. Because Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's rugby and then, and then sports. Ooh, yes. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Um Yeah, unusual sports, but not not, not yeah. the stuff that would appear in a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the best way of putting it. Nothing yeah. you'd find in the Sunday sport. Which isn't really <laughs> Just, any sports anyway. Yeah. As I say, <laughs> yeah, nothing from the Sunday sport. Um is, is there actually any sport in those? I, I, I probably not. I don't think I've ever picked one. I mean, up. The last time I saw no. one was a Probably about twenty-five years ago in a. Cab I was saying, it's still even going. Yeah, I was going to say in the front of a transit, tucked at the front. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Dave. Dave keeps uh, messaging me saying that we should talk about art, but I'm going to wait until we've got a whole episode. Yeah, I was going to say there's a whole episode in in about yeah. six weeks on. Yeah, on that. Is it? I, mean, yeah. I think we'll remind you. Don't worry. Okay, good. Cause yeah. I... <laughs> I, I'm not good at remembering stuff. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dave is one of the other guests in that group yes. chat. So yeah, yes, he will be on uh, solo in four weeks' time, I think. Yeah, there are um, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm quite looking forward to a heckling him in the group in the chat, but also yes. uh, heckling him, him back is the term. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm quite looking forward to that discussion because. It's it's gonna be interesting. Carnage. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, well, we've got Andy Berkey and Ali, and as, Ali well, as well. So yeah, really, yeah. You can have Berkey so, on. I'm gonna I'm gonna light this blue touch paper and sit back. <laughs> <laughs> For me, go. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Berkey just there with his fucking goggles on, going. <laughs> um. Well, it Sorry, so for all of our group chats so far, we've had people on that we've had on solo. So we, we've got people on yeah. solo first, yeah, and then done that. So you know, that's that's the only reason why we're having you on, just so we can break it the art. Yeah, I don't even know why you want me on the the art one either. I think it's just because again, I'm the one that's going. No, you're wrong. You're all yeah, wrong. You're mouthy and you, you'll <laughs> you'll say. Well, what I think, you want I think to say. it boils back to when it originally came up many, many, many weeks ago. Bills with tools yeah. episode, wasn't it? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be a good chat. It's going yeah, to be a good chat. It's because 
like without starting to go too much into that topic it's because so many people just they like to label everything as art and it's like no it's not you and and what annoys me about that is the fact that you detract from the thing that you're calling art and like so say for example we're talking about craft you're, you're taking craft and you're devaluing it by being like oh no it's art no it's craft and there's nothing wrong with it being craft craft is a really really good thing and you should give that the same level of of respect as as you do with art so you should be able to say that is a master of his craft and that be the same compliment as saying that person's an artist like and and by just calling everyone an artist you devalue the term artist it's i mean it, that can be said for for just about everything though isn't it it's yeah. you know as Al has said on that other podcast, you know, if if everything is awesome, nothing is awesome. Yeah, although I, I do mean, love I the word awesome. Me too, and I use it far too often by yeah. Al's metric. I mean, yeah. using it more than once in my lifetime would be <laughs> too much yeah. by his metric. But, um, but yeah, I think with anything, any anything that is, you know, too much of a good thing, sort of thing, you know, like as yeah. we've discussed before with with uh, Andrew's education grants. <laughs> If if everyone is at uni, then no one is at uni. You know? Except, uh, you know those little milky bar yogurts. Uh, the Rolo ones for me. You can have the milky bar ones when they're because they're always on offer at the same time. See, that's the thing. Is I love the Rolo ones. You can have the milky bar ones. I fucking love the Rolo ones, and but if you eat them, you have to you have to separate the layers. It's just a rule. Um, you can't just go in like a savage and eat both layers at once. Uh, anyone that does that, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Um, but yes, I love them. But I could only eat, say, eight. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm done now. I feel well, that's the thing. Is they come in a two-pack and there's normally two different types. So you've got to eat the two yeah. of the Rolos and then two of yeah. the Milky Bones. Obviously. You've got to alternate them. Wait, hang on. What do you mean two? No, you've got to eat like... A anyway. Um, yeah, I could eat like eight of the little Roller ones before I'd feel violently sick. Whereas mm. the Milky Bar ones, I'm pretty sure I like if they were... If like nutritionally I could survive on them, I'm pretty sure I could eat them just, constantly. <laughs> yeah, forever. Just have a just in like vat, a big like squeezy tube. tube that you just yeah. <laughs> uh, that was. I'm very glad most people aren't going to see that visual. Space um... gloop. <laughs> Space gloop. Oh god. Um, uh... Soylent green. <sighs> what? Who? Oh no! It, it was the chat. I'll shut up. I was I was gonna <laughs> mention something from the group chat and then realise that no one else would get it and it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, but it is. But part uh, of it is, isn't it? Part of the is the tendency to label things. And I th mm. this is this is something yeah. I want to have as a topic at some point. A mm. group chat, the kind of whole everything has to have a label. Everyone has to have a label. Yeah, yeah. And there's this tendency. I don't think it's new. I don't, I don't think it's a new thing, but I think it's a thing that's maybe broken, mm. where everyone kind of yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a oh Andy, you're a teacher. Yeah. Oh, I, I, and you might, you might guess somebody may have a couple of labels, but you can't possibly have yeah more than a couple. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. What's, are, are what's the one than... thing that defines you? I don't yes. Fucking know. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm you a are fucking... Steve. Yeah, I'm, and that's the thing. That's genuinely like since I was about sixteen, I've always just like when people have tried to describe me, they've just gone, "It's just Steve." It's because I'm a fucking contradiction. 
Like there are so many aspects of my personality that do not mesh. And and I'm impressed you finished that word off then. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But like, there's this, this desire to be like any kind of um, like job interview or Uh personality test or fucking dating app or whatever, like describe yourself in three words. I don't fucking know. Not a chance. Yeah, that that's good, and it's it's so frustrating Bad at that... counting words. <laughs> <laughs> um, not good at Ford. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there, there are so many. Um, there's such a, a a desire from society nowadays to be able to define yourself define yourself like that, and mm. we're. We're kind of complex animals. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there tends to be a lot of shit going on up here. And well, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm excluding Rasmus. Um, but it's too easy. It's too easy. Um, You're too easy. Yeah. Well, I've been told that before. Um, I mean, no. Uh, what? <laughs> We live in a complex. It's a complex world. Yes, we live in a we're, compl- we're, we're complex we're, people in a complex world. <laughs> that <laughs> needs some lyrics. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, 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 if you can define yourself that simply, then, then what even are you like? I, that <laughs> the there is so labels. much. Yeah, like the, there is so much more to a person than three words. Like mm-hmm. I. I would be mortified if if someone described me as. I, I'm trying to think of three words that even come close to describe me. Like, you know, nice, blacksmith, hairy, or something. Like, like, like is is that all there is to me? Like, it's yeah. I, I, I mean, I think two of those do... maybe. <laughs> um, well, that's that's another thing actually. That's what I find quite interesting is going back to what Andy was saying about the need to label. I wouldn't actually classify myself as a blacksmith anymore because I... <laughs> I love that that was the one that you picked up on. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, you're, because... you're, you are technically a redsmith at the minute, aren't you? Yeah. More than anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I wouldn't even say that. I would just say I'm... <laughs> I've just seen Rasmus's comment saying, yes, you're too easy. Uh, I, I, I would describe myself as a metal worker because I... I do not spend the majority of my time forging. I still forge mm. occasionally, but nowhere near as much as I I feel like by my own definition I should to be able to class myself as a blacksmith. Um mm. and that was something I I spent a little while thinking about and and again that's where it comes down to the, the labels is is everyone has their own interpretation of what each of those labels mean which is another reason why defining yourself with two or three labels is such a an incredibly bad thing to do because that's open to interpretation. And yeah, based on people's own experiences, and, yeah, you know, life lessons yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, even yeah. those definitions and those terms that people are using are ultra flexible. Yeah, I mean, like a perfect example um, is if you were to say. Oh yeah, that guy over there, he's a manly man. That can be taken in so many different ways. And yeah. some people can take that in a in quite a positive way. 
Mm-hmm. But there are so many ways that it can be taken in a really, really bad way. And it, by um, restricting yourself to, to those small definitions, you do yourself no justice. It's, it's such a... Absolutely, yeah. A bad thing to do because you, you devalue yourself then don't you by, yeah. by pigeonholing yourself into someone else's definitions of your applied labels yeah you you're restricting your your options and your definition of what makes yeah. it you yeah and and the thing is is you're gonna you're gonna be a different thing to to different people if you if you were to go around and ask 50 of you of the people you know like, how would you describe me? What what three words would you pick to describe me? Each one of them. Most of them would be four letters. Tall. Yes, thank you. Dark, um, handsome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like everyone's going to come up with a different one. Yes, there's going to be certain themes. There's going to be ones that are going to pop up more than others. But by and large, very, very few are going to appear more uh, fucking words very few people are going to say exactly the same thing over and over again like and absolutely and even if you ask the same person on a different day it's going to change because we we are constantly evolving creatures um and yeah i just think it's it it's a really bad thing to do um i mean like andy's talked about the you know the the four or five dimensional Venn diagram before. You yeah. Know, and I think that's, that applies to, to everyone anyway. Like you say, you know, whether, well, perfect example would be someone like Al, you know, yeah. uh, is Al a chef? He was at the weekend. Yeah. Is, is Al a graphic designer? Well, he has been this week. Is Al a vehicle mechanic? Well, yeah, he has yeah. been. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's all it, it's it's contextual and time specific. You are Steve the doorman. You are Steve the IT person. You are yeah. Steve the blacksmith. Steve the redsmith. Steve the giver of hugs. You know, depending on what day or what time of the day it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's entirely flexible. Yeah, and labels don't give labels don't give all meaning anyway. If you consider. Yeah. Alex Pohl and, and Joe from The Forge both could be described as blacksmiths. Yeah. But they have different backgrounds and experiences and knowledge. I mean, Joe, yeah, very much skilled in, in bushcraft and the like. Al has, yeah, that background from his days in, with jewellery. Mm. And so they have different formative structures to their, where they're at now. So they're not the same blacksmiths. No. I mean, work in the same place and they may achieve, they make some of the same things. Yeah. But they are both different. Yeah. And and, and if you compare um, e, either Joe or Al to, um, to say, uh, uh, Chris Cash, for example, completely different style of blacksmith. That's the thing is each... Each label has so many subcategories to it as well. And you do realise there are a few blacksmiths in the chat and in the room as well. I mean, well, there's there's <laughs> there's John. Red doesn't um, blacksmithing. 
Yeah, I suppose Red does some blacksmith thing. Actually, Lindsay does some as well. So yeah, and Lindsay does some. Yeah, but I think I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely it. Um, <laughs> it's just it's really hard to not be an asshole to him, and I I don't know why. Um, it's alright. Yeah, like, he he will get you back. It's fine, and he'll get yeah. me back. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't listen to him when he's talking. It's really good. Like, two-thirds focus is brilliant because I only have to listen to two-thirds of it. I, <laughs> the other third, I just switch off. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that there's a delay between him us saying it and him hearing it. Um, but yeah, like, so e- even within a a label, there are, there are sub... It's, it's like, yeah, if you say to someone, I listen to rock music, Right, what what kind of rock music? Like, do you listen to, to soft rock, pop rock, punk rock, pop, pop punk rock, hard rock, metal rock? Like, yeah, and um, it's a genuine thing. Um, well, I mean, as we discussed before, like, um, it, it, it's almost like, uh, in the same way that you know, it's it, making a sweeping generalization, if you were to ask, you know, like ask your granddad, for instance, you know, how many colours there are, he would probably <laughs> tell you like six. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sorry, I just, I'm just laughing at John saying pet rock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want a pet rock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm you know, you, got one. mine's there. Exactly. <laughs> I've got one somewhere. But like, if you ask your granddad how many colours there are, he'll probably tell you there's like six, or maybe yeah. you know, if he's if he's travelled a bit, maybe ten. You yeah. know, or the same with like how many emotions are there? You know, it's like oh, there's like four. You know, sleepy, hungry, <laughs> angry, horny, maybe. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's like <laughs> the four emotions. Um, you know, and and again, that's over time that's changed. You know, the same thing of like when rock music meant smashing things with rocks you know there was one type of rock music and it was either rocks or drums yeah you know and like now it is a myriad of different possibilities and categories you yeah know? and it's the same with labels isn't it is, is with all of us you know we, we collect labels throughout our lives well i mean to to not again not to go too fools of tools on you but <laughs> taste there are four types of taste there's um sweet sour bitter and umami that's it i they, thought you those... meant as in like i like blue chairs oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, those are the only four things that you can taste but you wouldn't say um like if you if you're eating a meal you wouldn't go oh this is like what what how would you describe that flavor you wouldn't go it's sweet you wouldn't just call everything sweet Mm. You'd you'd go into the the nuances of it. Um, it's it's and, the hexadecimal algorithm that describes food. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's so much more to it, and so you can't just give it one single label because it's a combination of like it's how those those labels interplay. That's what's interesting. Mm. That's what's de- that's what defines a flavor. And it's the same with the person. Like it's it's not just um, a case of you know. Jamie's really sweet. It's Jamie's really sweet when he's being nice to you, but he's also kind of a dick when he's being nice to you. Like, and and there Correct. are so many, <laughs> exactly. uh, and there are so many other things, and it's the way that things interplay, and that's what makes things interesting. 
it's. You know, I wonder how many people in the listening to this now have just expected you to go into spiffing. <laughs> and that's. Yeah. But like that, that's that's how like you look at a, a rug. Like a rug is, it's a few simple strands of material, but it's the way that they're intertwined is what makes it interesting. That's what makes the pattern. If you've ever, hmm. if you've ever watched um, something being weaved, like it's how that pattern is set up and how that that weaving goes together. It's the same few simple strands, but put together in a completely different way to create an entirely different um, outcome. Mm. Um, and I really fucking wanted to go into spiffing then. You dickhead. <laughs> it's because I'm so used to when we're recording and I'm starting to wrap up a point, I've got Brett and Al sat there going, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. It's really the thing is we all do that when, when we're listening to it as well. Is it, that's what you go. Ooh, ooh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But the thing <laughs> is, is, the only reason the only reason you know it's coming is because I start trailing off and start taking even longer between words. No, because, because those the only point where the, those two don't interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, and I fully I... realise that I interrupted you to say that. <laughs> but like they're, they're they're doing the thing, and I'm like, you're you're putting me off. I can't construct my sentence now. I'm gonna go round in fucking circles for ten minutes. Um, so here, here's a question. Spiffing a word that you were using regularly before the podcast. No, so this is... It wasn't you that came up with it, was it? It was Rob. It was, well, it was the two of us. Because we were sat there and we were talking about um, uh, the the podcast. And because, it, it basically, it's, it's down to the fact that originally the podcast was going to be a, a British take on the maker community. Mm, um, yeah. so that's why we were like ah spiffing jolly good show and what what <laughs> and um and obviously that's kind of developed over time um but yeah it, it's it is purely because we we're like what's the most english kind of british word we can think of to mean good or nice or whatever and spiffing. yeah spiffing just worked and what's fucking brilliant is the americans being like the hell is this spiffing word mean and like them like slowly and then there's people that do get it and then there's people and then there's brett who says things like the person that i'm gonna spiff on i'm like no brett don't say that no that's, that is, <laughs> yeah but that's 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 a british culturalism that he's yeah. unaware of <laughs> yeah it's like that's too close to something that you really don't want to say it's not a nice thing to do to someone unless they are get your valves right get your valves right get your valves yeah. right <laughs> but um it, it's a very similar sort of thing because there was there was a discussion with that uh, on I think Reddit or one of those type of things where they were saying about it's it's like a word order, and it I think it was a conversation between I think it's like an American guy who'd gone over to Germany for a bit or a, you know like a like a foreign exchange student type thing, and it was basically there was, there was an American person learning German and a German person learning English. And they they were trying to use, um, you know, British or not Britishisms, but Englishisms, and hmm. throwing in the word "fucking" into a sentence. And they went to say, "I fucking love you." Yeah. <laughs> and this is to, to a friend of theirs, and they, because of the word order being wrong, yeah, they said, "I love fucking you." <laughs> and the, the, this friend of theirs just sort of went, "Uh." uh... Thanks. Very well done, but we just need to swap <laughs> these two words around because it really drastically changes what you've just said. Yeah, because um, there's there's that uh, that again that that thing 
and I can't, this is a really bad story because I can't remember exactly. I, I have a lot of things where I can remember part of a thing that's really good and relevant, but this is why I'm good at Googling. remember the tune, just not the words. Yeah. But this is why I'm good at Googling because I can be like, what's that thing where it's do, 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 do. And that's why you're in IT. Yeah. Sandstorm. It's always Sandstorm. But yeah, like, what was I saying? Yes. So I can remember, I can, I can remember a thing, but not the whole thing, just part of the thing. And the thing that I can think the thing um, is like the fact that you can take like pretty much any sentence in English and add the word fucking in a different place and it completely changes the meaning. Um, Mm. And that's what I love about the English language. Um, It just works. (laughs) (laughs) There there was a brilliant thing with that with a with a uh, was it like an English lesson or something? And they. They split the class into um, boys and girls mm. and then got them to put the comma in the sentence. And I, I forget what the sentence is, but p- yeah. people will find it um, or, or Andy will find it. And it was it was one of those things where you could put the comma yes. in, in any yeah. point in that sentence and it would completely change the meaning of the sentence. Uh, in the... You had pause for the uh, traumatic effect while it's yeah. But it is because I Google. I remember that as well, and it it's really because it, it, it's and it's also about the 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 um the where you put the emphasis as well. Um, exactly that, yeah, yeah. So it can be like uh, helping Uncle Jack off a horse. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Capital letters and commas. Yeah, um, I mean now we're now we're dragging the other aspect of John D. Harvey into the chat because we've. we've <laughs> Dragged him in as a blacksmith, putting his other label on him, dragging him in as as a rightist, which I'm sure he will love that as a term. Q insulting comment in chat. We're placing emphasis in this. Sentence. Yeah, so we'll do it, Jenny, really... later in the week while Steve's looking up the the sentence where you can put a comment <laughs> in any place. I would urge audio listeners later in the week or in the future to uh, to go back and look at the. Uh, the chat on the YouTube, which will will stay there, yeah, because it is um, going to be worth it. It's yeah, very much so. Yeah, I, I, I've been trying so hard to to read it, but I just keep getting distracted. And the only ones that I catch seem to be either James being an asshole or <laughs> Rasmus being an asshole. Uh, although he would, he did actually just say something kind of nice, but at the same time, still an insult. So I'm going to stick with being a dick to him. Ah, Dan's here as well. Um, Dan the Duck. Uh, what was I? What, what was I? Yeah, I can't find the sentence. I, I can, but it's going to take you. I'm, I'm going to give up. I've um, put it on my. I've put it on my notes. I'll. I'll yeah, okay, find it, we'll before, find it. Yeah. before it, the show notes go up. It yeah, might appear I, in my head before. The, the yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Out. Is I might just um, let you so, just figure it out. I don't know, and I'm just going to let the. What are they called? People. people. Uh, I'm let the people. It's, it's, I, I've not had much sleep today. Um, today, <laughs> yes, last night. I've, anyway, <laughs> that says um, it all. <laughs> so I get really distracted because I I flick around on tabs whilst I'm talking because uh, mm. I can't do a single thing at a time. Um, and I do this on a lot. Yeah, I do this on a lot of podcasts as well. So when I was on um, the Toby Fire and Steel podcast a little while back. Um, Toby was 
massively impressed with the fact that whilst he was talking, I was just quickly, I was still talking to him. I was still answering questions, but I was Googling something at the same time. It's like, how the fuck did, when did you do that? I was like, I was just, I've got two monitors. I did it there. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I obviously opening up different tabs because it's a big monitor. It affects yeah, you, how you florist. Yeah, exactly. Um, and cause I've got everything on dark theme. Like generally mm -hmm. it's quite nice, dark lighting. Um, but then I open up a like a a new that, that's hot, grammatically hot not correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, was I, yeah, but like open up certain pages and it just like obviously bright white and make, yeah. makes me look really ill. Um, so I'm so vain and I get so distracted by my own. I'm like a parrot. I get distracted <laughs> by my own reflection. Um, so I have to. I've I've got a. Uh, a, what's it called? A search tab opened up that I just put amber in because that's quite a nice, like, soft light to light me with. <laughs> but the thing is, every time I, I do it, like, you know, it's got suggestions along the top of, like, other mm. things to do with amber. It's always, like, amber heard. I'm like, no, why would I want to? No. Don't, just, don't Google just, that. Yeah, I just want amber. <laughs> um, so, yeah, top tip for you. If you're, uh, if you're recording something, just Google amber, and it's, it gives you nice face lighting if you've got two monitors or Otherwise, if you've got a really really cheap crappy webcam like yes. mine you're pretty much stuffed yeah and hence my shiny white noggin it, it is quite impressive like i from this angle i would think that you waxed that um <laughs> but having having touched it i know you don't i really hope exactly. someone takes that out of context um <laughs> <laughs> that will be the audio clip that is sent to yeah. you in perpetuity <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but someone's already decided that they're going to make a gif out of me doing that. Um, <laughs> so... Or was it that? Or, it could have been any of them. I've actually, I've actually got plans. It's not something I've done yet. But I've, <laughs> every, I, I, I download Maker's Waffle myself every yeah. week, but I haven't listened to a single one of them yet because yeah. the time <laughs> I've done it and then kind of edited it or yeah. not or just kind of just picked into it. I, I don't like listening to things twice. No. But I have What's this idea... I have this idea. I, I was thinking of doing this when I was doing the Thoughts on the Tinkerage podcast, which might come back at some point, yeah. of taking a snippet out of each podcast, just that one little phrase or, or a sentence, yeah, and turn it into a shirt. <laughs> nice. yeah, it, it started. The idea started back, I think it was one of my first Thoughts on the Tinkerage, and I was recording it in a, a car park while my kids were at some event. I was doing my sort of yeah. dad's taxi. And this idiot in the car park with an yeah, exhaust that was far too loud which sort of <laughs> drove past and I kind of just sort of commented about oh it must be some form of compensating for something yeah and it's just like it's just perfect and somebody commented on it as well then it kind of, sort yeah. of sent me a message and it's like yeah that'd be quite that'd be quite a nice little kind of yeah thing on a t-shirt or a sort of sticker or something but t-shirt would probably I, be better I really like those kind of little out of context quotes that's why mm. um on the the other podcast that I've already mentioned too many times, um, like that, like when I was doing the yeah that one, that when one, I was doing I can, the, I can never do that. <laughs> point directly to it. When um, whenever I do like the the edit on that, I do, I, I genuinely don't know oh, if the other guys do it as well. What, 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 what? Just like it edited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know if the other guys do it as well because I don't actually listen to the episodes, <laughs> even when we're recording them. Um, but. I always take like because we we like I set the thing recording 
whilst we're still talking about stuff. And I always like to take just a completely out of context sentence. And it's normally something that Al says and just mm. put that as the intro. And it's, I, well, I love it because it's it's that thing where you listen to it, you kind of go, wait, what the fuck? Where did that, what were they talking about to get to there? It's that whole thing of like starting with, and that's why I got banned from Costco. Um, well, that's exactly why we do just, we just, we yeah. chat, we waffle, we have a conversation. I mean, we like, you know, peeking behind the curtain, we, we tend to start waffling at about quarter past nine our time. Yeah. And then we just hit record at half past so you guys can all join in. And then we end up waffling after we've buggered off as well. So there's yeah. been times where like me and Andy have been still like decompressing after after a chat until like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, just I... like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's such a nice thing. I think because that's what I I quite like when I do uh, going again, calling back to the beginning, um, when I do have those those phone calls with people, it's it's really nice when they they go on for hours like i especially in the summer i've um i've like walked murph and then gone and just sat in the garden for another hour whilst finishing this this conversation just because it's been it's been a really good chat or whatever um but they're not something like stuff like that isn't something that you can plan um and like i i've had it before where i've I phoned someone up and it might be the same person that I've had a, a really good long conversation with. And if that, that kind of spark isn't there, it just kind of peters out and it's like, right. Okay. Well, that, that was, that was a fun 10 minutes. Um, see you later, <laughs> I guess. Like the, if the conversation just doesn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that whole thing of being. And again, I realize I'm referencing the other podcast again, but we were talking about it earlier on. Like if you're but sat around in that's the pub, something that you do every week. You're allowed to reference it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the conversation we had earlier on, we were talking about the fact that yeah, if you're sat around um, with your mates, generally someone's sat there with their phone out like, all the time, and how distracting that is, and how you didn't used to do that. Like I I can remember. I mean, I being... can remember that there was always one mate playing snake. Well, yeah, <laughs> always, yeah. <laughs> But like I, I can just about still remember a time where, you know, everyone had a phone, but it wasn't the be all and end all sort of thing. It was, mm. you know, the, the mess. I mean, it, it cost money to send a text back then. Yeah. And um, they were only any good actually for taking making phone calls. Yeah, not necessarily even sending texts. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And um, and so yeah, you, you might you might have a, a a quick text to a friend and be like, we're at this pub in this on this table sort of thing. But that's kind of it. Um. And you actually just enjoyed that that conversation. Whereas now it's it's like that whole thing of um, we used to have a a rule in I can't remember which pub it was the Digby Tap um, used to have a no phones rule. And when questioned on it, it wasn't because the guy was anti phone or anti technology or anything like that. It was literally because he said if you hit if you can get your phone out, then people will Google the answer to arguments. And that was that was his entire reasoning for it. It's like it's so much better to have a, a discussion, a conversation, without just being like, "Let me just go check." No, actually, you're yeah. wrong. Like, uh, oh, well, that that's the whole chat for the evening gone then, sort of thing. And it just I'm sure, the, the, I'm sure there was a guy. I mean, this is going back quite a long time now. I'm sure there was a guy. I can't remember. It was in it was in a city. I can't remember if it was 
London or Manchester or Birmingham or Bristol. It was one of the biggest cities who I think he actually got into a bit of trouble, kind of building regs type trouble. Yeah. Because he turned his pub into a Faraday cage. He literally (laughs) put a copper (laughs) mesh up and surrounded the the entire thing. It was all covered over. It wasn't like it was was open and dangerous. It was built in. Because he basically didn't want people using their phones inside. Because he just he foresaw Genius. that people weren't yeah. they were on their phones rather than talking to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the thing is the Digby tap. It it was a it was like a fifty p fine if you got caught using your phone. So it wasn't enough that anybody got like really like you could use it if you needed to sort of thing. But it was a fifty p fine, and it it was self policing as well because all the punters knew it. Everyone going in yeah. there, even if even if you were someone that had been caught using your phone, you'd still be like, nah, come on, you've got to pay up. And so you just get peer pressured into paying the fine yeah. and being like, okay, I won't use my phone again. And it was a really nice thing to do. And it, it works so well. And it's still going on now. Um, and yeah, I think it is, it is quite a nice thing. There's that whole thing of like, um, I, I don't like the... Uh, everyone's got to put their phone in the middle of the pile and the first person whose phone goes off has to pay the tab. Like, well... No, because no, that—that's that, going to be me because my phone is constantly going off, and mostly because it's Jamie reminding me that yeah. I'm supposed to be somewhere, and um, <laughs> and like that—that that puts negative connotations on it. It's it's much better to say like that everyone just put your phone in your pocket, like and just kind of say like mm-hmm. a joking fifty p charge or something like that. Like don't don't make it a a huge kind of deal. But just be enough that it's like, come on, put it away. Let's let's have it's a an incentive chat. not to do it rather yeah. than a punishment for doing it, isn't it? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I think it's like a good company. Just... I'm I'm old enough to remember times in pubs before phones, or before yeah. phones were kind of readily available. I mean, I I had my first phone in I think ninety two or ninety three, yeah, big Motorola brick. So I can remember pubs before then. There were always people who would kind of you know be distracted there'd be yeah. somebody yeah, be picking up a newspaper instead of yeah, yeah a phone yeah, yeah. or they did go and stand by the arcade machine for an hour and a half yeah um yeah just plowing in 10 pences into the arcade machine. yeah i mean because there's that there's that great image of um of the fact that like when everyone's like oh everyone everyone on public transport or they're all, they're all just playing on the phone like well there's a photo from 100 years ago where everyone like was just re- yeah just yeah. reading a yeah. newspaper sort of thing like it's it's no different um, what I do find funny, though, is I remember being uh, in a... Ah, fuck, what pub was it? I think it might have been in Leeds, actually. But being in a pub and um, there being someone sat on the pool table playing a game of pool on his phone. And I was like, <laughs> dude, seriously? <laughs> There's a fucking pool table there. Um, but it, it, it's... It, the thing is, as much as I um, not hate on phones, but as much as I like have have said, like put your phone away, I am very, very guilty of using it as a as a crutch. Um, particularly if I'm in a, a social situation where I'm uncomfortable, I will get my phone out and I'll be like, I'm just pretending that I have friends and I've got things to do when actually I'm just sending memes to Jamie or whatever. Like it's yeah so many times um <laughs> but it's a way of um 
of kind of protecting yourself it is and and i do think that's important and and it's very difficult to discourage unnecessary phone usage without alienating people that are using it because they're genuinely uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um and it's quite hard to find a way to to bring those people into the group um and to to let them know that you know you can you can join in the conversation and you or you can just sit there and be like not talk and that's okay as well without being really patronizing and really blunt and making them feel even more uncomfortable um well, I think it's when you see the, you know, you go to the pub and you see the person sat in the corner, you know, there might be a live band on or something. Yeah. And you see the person sat in the corner reading a book. Yeah. Or you go into the coffee shop and you see the hipster there on his, on his iMac typing his yeah. screenplay to the next thing you're never going to watch. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, 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 there's always that kind of person who's perceived as an antisocial person yeah. in a social situation. Yeah. And quite often it's just a coping mechanism. Like you say, yeah. it's just something to, to be around people, but without feeling the need to do the same thing that they're doing, or yeah. you know, and it's what's, what's the word? It's like co-play or something like that, where you, you uh, kind of in, body doubling. No, no, that, that that's a that's a social engineering type thing, but um, yeah. it, it's 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 just where you, it, you know two people are doing their own thing, but in the same space together. Yeah, you know, like. One's reading, I mean, one's playing a game or something. Yeah, I used to find that sometimes, particularly when my kids were really small, and it was difficult to be at home when they're making a, a racket, and mm. yeah, they're they're small and they're, they're they're crying and whatever, and trying to do things like marking, particularly things like mm. you know, coursework in, in the days when that was a thing. And I I sometimes used to find because that was difficult, I would I would go somewhere else. Yeah, I'd go mm. to the local library. And yeah, yeah, just do marking in the library. Uh, yeah, cheaper than going to a cafe, but that just working somewhere else, even though there's actually maybe just as many distractions because it's not the distraction that I really should be helping with. Yeah, because yeah, taking some of the pressure off my wife when she was kind of looking after the children, but just being somewhere else, there was that kind of idea that it wasn't so much a distraction; it was a case of. Well, actually, people might be watching. Therefore, I need to look as if I'm working really hard. So I may as well just yeah. work really hard and get this marking done as quickly as possible. Yeah. See, it's it's a funny thing because I I talked about it um, the other day as well. I really really struggle working from home. Um, yes. Um, I I can't. Like well, I can, but like it's difficult it, to do that if you're a doorman or a blacksmith. <laughs> Dickhead. Um, <laughs> but like e- even working on. Um, like housework projects like home home is my safe space it's where i come to relax it's where i chill out like i i go out and i will quite happily work my ass off anywhere else but when i'm at home i don't like working even even doing fun things um like there's especially if you put pressure on it like if i'm if i'm just mucking around and i'm doing some photo editing or whatever then yeah i'm doing that and it's a bit of fun and I'm, i'm doing it because i feel like doing it at that point um, but if there's a time pressure on it, like, oh, you need to get this done because it needs to go out here and do this and do this, then I'm much happier grabbing my laptop and going to the office or even going to the workshop and sitting in the kitchen because mm. that's my work environment. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a dedicated space for working rather yeah. than a home space. Yeah, it's that whole thing of like, if I if I come home from work and 
I know I've got a load of stuff that I need to do. I will not take my boots off until those things are done because as soon as I take my boots off, I'm done for the day. And it's it's not a case of like, oh, I'm taking my boots off now. I'm really tired. It's I've taken my boots off and my head will physically not let me mm. go out and do those other things unless I put my work boots back on. Like it, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's weird thing. Um, Pavlovian conditioning, isn't it? It's it's yeah. It is just getting yourself to train trained into that uh, like habitual behavior. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's something that I've I've really struggled with specifically the working from home over the last eighteen months because yeah. this is the only space in the house where I can do work. So I've got my sort of three screens and a tablet here in front of me for my home PC, but if I turn my myself around slightly, I've then got my three screens for work here. Yeah. So I'm in the same literally the same spot the chair doesn't actually move in its wheelbase it's just yeah. literally turning 15 degrees yeah and i'm in work mode or yeah. turning back and i'm in home mode so then it's very difficult to to be in that kind of home mentality where i might relax or to be in that work mentality where i've got to be focused and doing my job mm. and for them to not have any kind of overspill yeah, you know, it's 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 a really difficult environment to manage. Then, yeah, because that's the thing is if you're if you're sat at your desk and you're like, right, I'm done for the day and I'm going to work on home stuff, oh. but there's an issue that you know is going on at work and you know you're going to have to deal with it the next day. How difficult is it to not just go, ah, oh, I'm just going to do this, and then all of a sudden three hours is gone and you've not had an evening. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and you that, guys know that's that the call back. The that's the call back to kind of the, the working from home. We've got yeah. a group. We've got a, a very large group of people who are saying, "I don't, I don't want to go to the office. I can be as yeah. productive as I. I can be more productive at home. I can yeah. save two hours of commute time each way, so yeah. I'm more energized. I can do the same amount of work in less time under my own management because I, I maybe don't have." Yeah. that pressure of a boss that wants to micromanage every second mm. and is constantly saying, where are you at on this one? Where are you at on that one? Yeah. And it's a bit easier to control if it's only coming through a Slack or a Teams chat. Yeah. But then you've got those other people who have kind of said, no, I need my separation from home. I, yeah. I can't work at home. I mean, I mean there are those who physically, it's, it's, I think it's probably, I mean, we're seeing nationally, there's an increase in house prices in, regions where perhaps house prices weren't as big weren't mm. as high because people have gone well i work in the city of london i earn a huge amount of money i now have worked out because of the pandemic that i can actually work from home yeah. and i can do that you know mm. my 25 days a month or 20 days a month that i work i only need to be in the office one day of those so the other 19, I can be at home. So I may as well have a nice home in, in Cornwall or, or some pretty yeah. part of Wales or Somerset or Yorkshire or some other bit and just take the train in and maybe yeah. stay overnight uh, for a trip. And I, I save a huge amount of money. I can have a place that's two, three mm. times as big and have some money spare in the bank because of the yeah. equity I've gained from the place that I've sold, which was tiny in London. I mean, that... I certainly around here because we've got a couple of train lines that go directly into um, Waterloo. That's been happening for a long time. Um, yeah. And we've got a lot of people that particularly in Sherbourne that live in Sherbourne that just get on a train and commute into London every day. 
Um, yeah. And the, the, the ridiculous thing is they're doing their, like they're spending their, their two hour train commute doing work anyway, yeah. but they're not getting paid for it. And no. it's, yeah, because I, I 100%, as much as I advocate for everyone to be able to work from home if they want to, I couldn't do it. I, I used to have conversations with my boss because I had such a long commute and because of the hours that I was working when I was doing the um, the on-call stuff. Uh, I quite often got told, like, if you want to work from home tomorrow, you can. I was like, I don't, I don't want to because I don't get as much done. Like, I actually yeah. want to get this work done. And if I'm at home, I won't do it because I'm just too easily distracted and I don't enjoy it. Um, but being in that work off, well, like that, that office space, I was able to be like, despite the fact that there's hundred other people running around and like fires being put out, I can work better there than I can at home in the quiet. Like I'm, mm. I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm much calmer surrounded by chaos than I am um, by calm. Like if I'm sat yeah. in a, in a room and it's quiet, I go fucking insane. I hate it. Um, I'm much happier being like having a, a buzz going on around me at all times because um, that's, that's when I work. And that's kind of what I mean with the separation between home and work. Like when I come home, I want to be able to sit and chill and relax and enjoy it and not have to, to feel like I'm, I should be working. There's a lot to be said for the, the actual commute itself as well. That decompression between, work time and home time that yeah. moment to, to switch out of work brain and into yeah. home or family brain and vice versa to, to switch out of family brain and get into work brain yeah, yeah. you know so I've, I've had that before my wife missed that when she was she was teaching from home uh through a significant mm. portion of the pandemic and she didn't have that time to kind of yeah. decompress between kind of leaving school and, and getting home um, so she found that that was quite difficult. It's difficult yeah. to, to switch your, your kind of, I don't want to say personality, but the way, the way you interact with other people is yeah. often different at home compared to work. Yeah. I know there's sometimes that kind of bleed over, you know, like it, it's been uh, half term. Um, so my, my daughter's been off, off school for the last two weeks. And I know like if I'm, if I'm dealing with work stuff and, you know, uh, meetings or, tech calls or whatever um it's a completely different way of having to interact with my daughter so when she's then at my, at my office door going oh dad what you know what about this or this has just happened or, can we have a look at this or yeah some you know random question about something um i know i've got to interact with her differently to the way i've literally just been interacting with a colleague yeah. or a client or something like that yeah and there is that 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 brief kind of pause and moment where you have to process yeah you know any i think that's where something like a commute is more beneficial than people give it credit for yeah 100 percent. and sometimes more detrimental if it's a long commute because it gives you more time to and that, that, that's how some people also go down the line of right i've got to work from home so i'm going to have a, a shed insulated shed yeah. put in so yeah my commute is that three yeah. minute Dawdling mm. down the garden, picking at some flower. How big's your garden? In. Well, I'm not long enough to take three minutes, but <laughs> yeah, it's that you know you kind of yeah. wander down and you you kind of yeah, you, you sniff the roses. You you, yeah. you kind of it's it's you that know, it's deadhead the daffodils or yeah. yeah, and and I think that is a really important. And that's why um, 
I I remember being in uh, I can't remember which job it was now, but they gave me a a phone that um, that was on uh, the Vodafone network, and I told them that that will not work in this house because the Vodafone signal here just doesn't work. I was like, wow. you need to figure something else out, and they were like, well, why don't you just divert the calls to your personal mobile? I was like, because that's my personal mobile. Yeah. A, it means I can't call out, and I'm not calling America on my contract um and b i yeah i i want to be able to turn my work phone off and not have phone calls if i divert the calls then when i turn my phone off it's still going to ring through to my personal phone and i don't want that and um and i had to do it for i think it was about a month before it got to a point where i went and was like right i'm not doing another day of on call until you sort this out because i can't i can't do it and they ended up getting me a like a plug-in Wi-Fi router thing that extended the signal, um, but it was That's a perfect example of of a finance department dictating the tech requirements of a company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather than just going and getting your page, you go sim, uh, yeah. you know, on a different network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's ridiculous, but. Um, but yeah, and like like I said, we got that sorted, and it was fine after that. Um, but that month was absolute hell because I I could never relax. My phone was going off all the time because mm. I'd get like pager duty or something like that would would ping my phone because someone had swapped things over wrong, or there was an all points bulletin that went out that you know I'm not even on shift and I'm getting a phone call about it. I'm like I don't care. Why am I getting this mm. at fucking four in the morning sort of thing? Um, and yeah, it it's. I think it's very important to 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 be able to to have that separation. That's why I don't like the idea of if I was to ever be in a position where I was starting my own business, um, and I was making for a living, I wouldn't want my workshop to be here. I would yeah. want my workshop to be, even if it's just five hundred yards down the road. Ideally, I'd like it to be a a drive, because yeah. I. I'd want to be able to get in the car, go to work, leave work and not worry about it. Um, mm. And it, even down to like just having a hobby shop, I kind of like the idea of having it somewhere that's not at home so that I, I know like, right, okay, it's Saturday. I'm going to go there. I'm going to work on it. Once I'm done, I'm done. I walk, I come back here and I don't have to worry about it again sort of thing. Um, but I think realistically, I'd probably quite like it to be, to have a, a nice dry usable <laughs> workshop at home. But <laughs> I was uh, going to say, you know, to, to have a, an accessible toilet that you can use yeah. Yeah. in your workshop would be would be a bonus. And oh yes, wouldn't it ever? Something that keeps the outside outside. Yeah, that that would also yeah. be good. Um, <laughs> just add any it, one of them. It, I think ultimately it's all about having what best suits particular people. Um, yeah. Eric in the chat just said, yeah, he. He's worked from home 100% from March 2020 to July 2021. And he really enjoyed going into the office a few days a week. But if he needs to get a lot done, would stay at home. My cousin works for... pretty sure it's game, game. Game Workshop. Oh, yeah. And he's been working at home since the kind of sort of pandemic began. And he's pretty much stayed working from home, even though the office is now open again. Because he'll get up at 3 o'clock in the morning deal with a bunch of emails, uh -huh. jump on his bike at four o'clock 
and go for a, a, a decent bike ride. Because um, mountain biking where he lives, he's got some yeah lovely kind of sort of yeah. nature. You like seeing the, the, the sunrise, depending on the time of year. Then you'll go home, maybe have a kip for a little while, wake back up, and kind of you know, deal with kind of the the office starting at nine or ten o'clock in the morning, and then take a break, and then do some other stuff. And so he's for him, he loves breaking up that yeah. day mm-hmm. into the different chunks. So yeah. he can make best use of his energy. But he's got a few people who've worked for him. As soon as the office opened up, they said, we, we've got to get into the office because we can't work at home because we've got yeah. kids and we've got this and we've got that and yeah. we've got those distractions. And yeah, I, I find yeah, being at home, cause I'm at home all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the dog's barking at something. And then there's the, yeah. you know, my kid wants something or then there's washing to do and there's there's always that constant distraction I and mean, as you guys know kind of sometimes you know, oh. I'm, I'm not on the whatsapp because i'm just busy yeah and i'm just constantly kind of like today i had to change a bulb on one of our cars because it had gone and i thought it was going to be a, a five minute job you know, open the bonnet take <laughs> undo a clip undo electrical connection pop the new bulb in reverse close up it it best part of an hour to do it because it's just not designed yeah. for easy access the thing you is, is now you now you've spent the hour doing that I, I reckon the next time you do it it's going to take you at least an hour and 10 minutes yeah probably <laughs> yeah i just hope the other side doesn't go uh, yeah. and it was the hardest bulb as well because it was just a <laughs> tiny one tucked away he's like fine if you've got a hand that can kind of <laughs> control that's excuses yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big because Carrie's just said as well about the fact that um, she has the occasional sleepover in the the shop uh, because it's a long commute, but it's definitely not the same as sleeping at home. So we've mm. done that at um, at one of my old jobs uh, when we were doing overnight deployments. Um, there was a couple where it was, it was a whole whole system switchover, and it was like a forty eight hour deployment, um, basically changing data centers, and. Um, that was done over a weekend and it was it was a case of for 48 hours you were in the office for the entire time and there was air beds set up in the server room to go and have a kit but that was not the same as sleeping at home like we like they were like oh yeah but you'll have eight hours off so you can get as much sleep as you want it's like eight hours off but i need like a couple of hours to decompress then i need to actually get some sleep and then i need a couple hours in the morning to sort my shit out like that's not that's not going to fly. Like you can't work yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, like, I think that's, again, that's why I quite like having these separate spaces because it means that I know when I'm at home, I can relax, I can chill. I can, I can be at peace as it were. I think like, that's one of the reasons why I was getting so stressed when I was um, still in IT is because you were always on call. I was, yeah. I could never relax. I was always um, like, every job i ever had i was because i was set up to be to be on call occasionally i was on call all the time like there is no such thing as not on call if you're if you're able to be on call you are always on call um and it was yeah it, it wasn't fun i mean that's why i ended up being in the state that i was in and needing that that escape that was very nearly catastrophic um and it's i mean it was obviously a few other reasons other than just that but that's why i think i get quite protective over that um that 
safe space is such a, an overused term, but that's very much what it is. It's it's somewhere where I know I can relax, and it's yeah. that's why I try and make this home um, that for other people as well. Like if if I've got a friend here, Jim, I, to be fair, I was very bad at hosting Jamie. I just kind of went, I don't have a room for a bed. There's there's a floor space there. Go sleep on that. But generally, if um, if I've got a friend in need and they come come round, I tend to not go over the top with hosting, but I like to make sure that people feel comfortable. And what I was going to say is, you, you are you are genuinely a very good host for that thing. Is you, you are you're good at working out what a person might need, and you're hmm. good at at least anticipating that and making it readily available, or at yeah. least easy to ask for or yeah. things like that. It, it's it's not a case of like, oh, Steve, I don't suppose you've got a thing I can use. It's just yeah. like, oh, right. So, you know, while you're here, there's there's this over here. If you need that, there's this there, there's this there. Yeah. Shout if you need anything. There's got some stuff ready. You know, you, you, you're, very, you're very good at accommodating people's needs in that way. Yeah. You know, you, you're aware, I think. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things, though, is I like I... I want to have a space where people feel um, comfortable, not just in terms of, of feeling like they can come in and they can sit down and, and have a nice natter. I want a space where people can feel they can come in, they can sit down and not say a single word and not feel mm. awkward. Like it's just be at home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's hundred percent. It is to, to feel safe, to feel relaxed, to feel at ease. Um, and I, I think feeling safe is, is probably the best. best thing. I mean, without going into my fucking the weird way my brain works and the, the <laughs> protectiveness that I have, like I, I find it very, very important to make sure that people always feel safe um, and feel able to, um, to, to relax and to be themselves um, because I know how valuable it is because I've been so many times I've been in situations where I don't feel that. And, having yeah. felt like that for an extended period and I know what that does to you and it's not a good thing. Um, so yeah, I think like, and for a lot of people, that's what, that's what their workshops are. That's what their, you know, their, their little workbench or whatever is. Mm. It's, it's their little safe space. It's where they can go and sit. Like I've, I've talked about it so many times with people, like the, the times that I need the workshop the most, I'm not going in there to work on anything. I'm literally just going in there as just a, I just need somewhere where I can be, where it's yeah, to just be. me. That's exactly it, yeah. Yeah. I um, think that's the thing. Is it, it, it's, a, it's an element of control, isn't it? It's a, it's a place where you you don't have to answer to anyone. You don't have to... You're not beholden to anyone. You're not in a space where things are in flux around you or being changed by other people. It's a space where you are in complete control there. You know that when you go into your workshop, you can place something on the floor and it will stay there until you yeah. move it. Yeah, you know it's, it's a it's a it's a space where you can be comfortable being you in your yeah. entirety. Yeah, you know, you're, you're free from judgment. You're free from from any uh, responsibility other than yeah. just. Being. As I say. Yeah, it, it, it's it's almost a case of of being free to not be in control and to not have to worry oh. about it. To be able to just just be, just melt into the sofa or melt onto the workbench or whatever, and just 
breathe like it's it's amazing how um how uh, i want to say satisfying because that's not at all what i mean but like it's a comfort isn't it yeah like being able to to actually just draw breath and just go (sighs) and breathe and be like that's the only thing i need to do right now is breathe that's it i don't need to do anything else i have no other um responsibilities or expectations i suppose is, is probably a better term um other than to to just keep myself alive and that's all i have to worry about is i just need to keep breathing and that's it um because sometimes even that can be a fucking struggle um and yeah i think being able to provide that kind of um environment for people is is extremely important that's why i quite like doing like the one-on-one classes and stuff like that because there's there's a real opportunity there to be able to allow people to do that like we we've had it um uh at festivals the festival uh um circuit and the festival kind of have a go sessions are very fast paced it is get them in get them out like as quickly as you can um Mm. But there's been more than one occasion where someone's come in and they've been in need of a bit of time. And it's, I think it's very important to be able to, to, to figure out a way of allowing people to have that time and to, to make yeah. them feel that it's, it's fine. It's okay. Like I, I'm, I don't want to big myself up too much, but I, I feel like I'm pretty good at doing that because I'm quite honest about it. I'll be like, you take as much time as you want because I'm not, I ain't perfect. And being honest about who I am and, and my own um, flaws and saying like, I fucked this up a thousand times. You are not going to do anything that I haven't done myself before. Yeah. Like just relax, enjoy it. You're, you're here. You're not here to make the world's best nail. You're here to have an experience. And that's all that you need to do. You need to have an experience and whatever that is, whatever that is for you, that's it. So you've already achieved your, your goal. You've had an experience. Like all, all you can do now is improve on it. Like it, it's, it's fine. Like it's the idea that you, you have to make a perfect nail because you've paid for a class to make a nail. It's fucking, it's ridiculous. You're, you've paid yeah, to, yeah. to have a go at a thing. And you can't like, you can't pay to have a day's experience in something and expect to pick up ten years worth of knowledge exactly in one day. Yeah, you you can't expect to pick up a day's worth of knowledge in, in a day. You're Not you teaching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that's the thing is like you're you're literally just there to have an experience. Like you're not doing this as this isn't a, a job interview. This isn't a trial. You're here to enjoy yourself. Whether oh. you make something or you don't make something like you could burn every piece of metal as long as you enjoy yourself that's all that matters to me like that's that's my job like i i am not here to make you a blacksmith i'm here to stop you from hurting yourself that's it that's where my responsibility ends mm. um and i think that's something that a lot of people forget well i mean that, that's the thing because obviously you and i first met in person when i came down to the forge I no know. we didn't we met fucking years ago what are you talking about <laughs> It feels like it. It definitely feels like yeah. it. Um, 
but well, te- know, we, technically it is years ago since that. Well, yeah, it's just true. Well, yeah, it is now. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, but I suppose, you know, at, at two hours, 15 minutes in, you know, introducing you, Steve, from Moonshine Metalworks and the <laughs> as as resident blacksmith in the room. Um, the fact that, not including the guys in the chat, who, or the folks in the chat, rather, who are um, also blacksmiths. The one speaking at the minute. But you yes. gave me my first blacksmithing experience by me and my brother coming down for a day's kind of... I miss Roop. Me too. We'll have him on at some point, I think. Yes. Um, but to have a, a, a day's dicking about in the forge with you. you yeah. Know, and that was a really, really fun and rewarding experience for us that basically sent us both out getting set up on our, on our own little setups. Yeah. You know, um, and it was, it, you know, it's kind of a, a sort of a perfect love story in that sense that, that you sort of went, look, here's some basic techniques. Here's some stuff to get you going, have a play, dick around. Here's stuff that keeps you safe. Here's stuff, the little tips and tricks, because I know you're going to start setting stuff up on your own because I can see the glint <laughs> in your eye. Yeah. So here's the bit that you need to know that I wouldn't normally teach other people on a day session, but yeah, I know you're going to go and do it anyway. So blah. And it was that kind of tailored experience to us yeah. that then set us on a path. Yeah. You know? I, I really appreciate that you didn't say the thing that I thought you were going to say, which is I made you feel very relaxed at the very beginning of the day by turning up 10 minutes late. <laughs> I mean, anyone who knows Sorry, you... Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> anyone who knows you will know that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm but I think there's a, timekeeping. I, I think there's a kind of an, an essence here. I, the, the, the maker community is has increased in size, I think. Or certainly it's, it's become more open. Mm. And I think that's because more and more people are realising two things. One that making is a great way of releasing kind of creativity that perhaps has been pressed down, not nurtured for a long time. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, 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 the drawing I've been doing for the last year and a bit. Yeah, I, I didn't do any drawing for the previous 35 years before that because it's kind of like... Which is no, mad when you look at what you're doing yeah, now. You kind yeah. of, no, you don't... you you you. You had to go the academic route, so art had to go, so therefore no drawing. Yeah, obviously hadn't been a kind of important part, important enough part of my life. So that kind of creativity, you know, you're a scientist, you're not creative. Well, actually, scientists have to be very creative, but that's another sort of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that kind of release, release the creativity that is actually very good for us to do that and to be creative. And whatever it is, whether it's painting by numbers or whether it's you know, heating metal up in a forge and... and changing its shape or whether it's knitting or, or rug making or yeah uh oh, any one of the thousand things that i can't think of right now <laughs> but it's also there's it's that element of it is that release from the kind of the stresses of everyday life whether yeah. that's yeah family ties and family the pull of the family and what needs to be done whether it's the 
the shelf that needs tightening up at home or the yeah. the mm-hmm. vacuum cleaner cable that needs replacing or yeah, you've got to buy a new vacuum cleaner and you've got to kind of decide which you're going to do or changing the light bulb on a car or the, the thinking about work having that kind of yeah oh there's that client that's been a real pain or there's that there's that group of students if you're a teacher who uh, yeah what do I do about that class and that lesson or oh no I'm going to have to call those parents that are really horrible or <laughs> Yeah, a, a, a zillion other things that are just stressful parts of our life and, and yeah. kind of yeah, making whatever form it takes. A fantastic escape from that. And it just I, gives us that ability to to release a different part of our brain and the, and the chemicals yeah. that go with that. And I think like one, one of the other reasons why the, the maker community has grown so much is very much like you say, it's because people are, are wanting to reconnect with that creativity that was... That was lost in early. I mean, I don't want to start a rant about education because I think all three of us could quite happily rant on that for another six hours. But there is always a, an NDQ education <laughs> segment in the podcast. Yeah, but, I avoided. I avoided one about how the number of homeschool kids yeah. has massively gone up since the pandemic. But I'll, 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 yeah. I'll let that one go today. Um, but as as well as that, it's it's the fact that because of of things like youtube like instagram like like we're saying about people wanting to actually share this craft or these crafts um there is much less gatekeeping going on um so there was always especially like blacksmith is a perfect example people have these preconceived ideas about what you must be to be able to be a blacksmith you know you must um Big male beard. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be this big birdie guy, like, and, and all of this. Like, one of one of my favourite blacksmiths is a petite woman who does pinup models in her spare time. Like, if you were to look at her, she would she would not think for a second that she's a blacksmith. But she's well, fucking she's good at what she does. Donkey Gordon. Yeah, really fucking good at what she does. Um, like. Al is in my Al, big Al. Like I've I've seen the the jewelry that he makes, and he's this fucking huge guy, and he's making this tiny little stuff. That's why, like, I fucking love doing the little tiny stuff because it's it's the exact opposite to how most people would think that I work. They're gonna take one look at me and be like, "Oh yeah, he's a big burly dude." Like I fucking love sewing. Like it's something that I find really enjoyable. My, one of my first ever making projects was when I was like 14 and I made a hat. Um, and I think now there is, there is starting to be a real breakdown of, um, of the, the expected roles that people should play. Um, uh-huh. And obviously that, you know, with, um, with gender is a very, um, uh, I was going to say popular. That's not the word. I mean, oh, it's, it's very um, in in the public eye at the moment. Um, the the discussions around gender and gender and gender identity, um, oh. and the perceived kind of expectations of of gender, um, and because that's being broken down, people are then going, "Well, actually, why can't I do this other thing that I want to do, and why can't I do this thing that I want to do?" And there's there's um, there's less stigma to doing something that doesn't necessarily fit the, if you don't fit that stereotype. And I think that's yeah. fucking great. Like yeah, there is really nothing is. worse than seeing someone like 
go at, at the festivals, having some little girl come up and be like, oh, that's really cool. I want to do that. And hearing a parent go, oh, you can't do it because that's for big burly men. Like, off. No, it's not. And I've genuinely had to go at parents about it before and said to little girls, like, no, you should come and do this. And and like taking them to one side and showing like got some plasticine out and shown them what we're What's doing. Going on, yeah. yeah. Because they're interested. It doesn't matter mm. who they are or what they are, what, what their background is, what anything is. If they're interested in it, that's all that matters. Um and the fact that more and more people are, are starting to think like that and more and more people are starting to um, to realise that and there are less and less people that are gatekeeping things and when someone is gatekeeping something, they're being called out on it and I think that's a really important thing. If you see someone gatekeeping something, call them out on it. Like I've, I will fully admit I have done it before, like completely subconsciously and I've gone, yeah, that's not, really good enough to you know you shouldn't be doing this if you're doing that sort of thing oh. and then got gone actually why why not why am i being a dickhead yeah. and because that, that's the other thing is a lot of people think that you you shouldn't be calling yourself out on stuff it's like you, it's okay we all make mistakes we all fuck up yeah and well that's the thing it, because everyone makes mistakes it's it's making mistakes isn't what defines you as a person it's how you deal with making yeah. mistakes yeah that is what defines you as a person yeah it's 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 very much that and it's i think it's better to to make a mistake and admit it and oh. go actually you know what guys yeah sorry i fucked Own up it, yeah like rather than going oh no I, I never make mistakes and trying to bury that that mistake and hoping that no one ever sees it because it's, it's always going to come out in the end everyone fucks up and everyone gets caught out for it um but <sighs> the thing is like if, if... If you as a person make a mistake that is in the public eye, whether that's at a festival and there are three people watching, or whether it's down the pub with your mates, or whether it's out in the park with a couple of strangers walking past, you know, if you make a mistake, your mistake is gonna it's going to be a teachable moment for both yourself and for others. Yeah. You know, whoever sees that mistake um and whether that is a case of you going oh shit i'm i made a mistake i'm i'm gonna own that mistake learn from it do something different try and rectify it blah 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 or whether that's you trying to cover it up make sure that there isn't one yeah you know if, if if you own the mistake and try and make good from it whether that's by learning or trying to redo what you were trying to do or whatever People can learn from your experience in that. They can learn what not to do, and they can learn how you correct it. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of like properly accomplished people are not very good at doing things right first time, but they're very good at correcting their mistakes. Yeah, you know, that's an Adam Savage quote. It's, It's not about being good at making something; it's about being good at hiding the mistakes that you make while making the thing. Yeah. And if you don't own your mistakes, those people just see that you made a mistake and then try to cover it up. And yeah. that's where the learning stops for everyone. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the thing is like every, every advancement in human culture has come from someone doing something that wasn't the norm, someone fucking up, someone making mistakes, someone going something and going, oh, 
well that that was a mistake but that's that's worked and and, and it like we 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 develop we evolve by making mistakes realizing that we've done them and sharing that knowledge like exactly. can you can you imagine if 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 no one ever shared the knowledge of like oh if you eat that berry then it tastes bad and you die like we just, we just hide that don't don't tell anyone that he did that like no that's that's what you do you you share this knowledge and it helps everyone grow um and yeah i, I mean I, we're I think... all natural educators the three of us here and well, yeah. half the chat yeah <laughs> at least half the chat yeah but I, I, it's it's yeah it's important to kind of um to be able to to recognize that you make a mistake and also to not demonize yourself for it like i've done mm. things that are, are very bad that i genuinely like from in fact so here's a perfect example i was thinking about this earlier today um i was uh, I, I used to work um at a little country pub um was behind the bar one night and um someone came in and i was we we had two separate bars we had the the public bar where you could come in and you work clothes and then the lounge bar was a bit nicer and a bit posher um and i'd been uh uh like because the bar ran between the two like through the wall and everything and um i was serving away and went to serve someone in the lounge bar came back over <clears throat> and i'd been talking about wines with the person in the lounge bar came back over and the person in the public bar asked for a glass of merlot um i was like <laughs> merlot and kind of mm. joked about it and i was thinking about it this morning this was when i was 18 so this is 13 no 17 years ago and i was thinking about it on the drive up to the uh the market today i still feel guilty about it i still yeah. feel like i was an asshole but at the time, the thing, the thing is, the ridiculous thing is, at the time, I thought they were taking the piss. I thought they knew yeah. that it was Merlot, not Merlot, and they were just doing it as a bit of like, oh, "I'm for the country, I'm taking the piss," sort of thing. And it, it was only after I'd taken the piss that I realised that they didn't. They, it was a genuine mistake. They didn't know it's it's mm. spelt Merlot. They yeah, and if you've never heard it, you've only ever yeah. read it, then you wouldn't yeah, exactly. know that it's got French origins or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, the thing is, so, that, that sort of thing is going to, that stuck with you and that's influenced the way you interact with people since yeah. then. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. It's like, I, I know that I should forgive myself for that because it was a genuine mistake and mm. it it's not something that I should I should carry as a burden. It's it's something that I should learn from and move on from um, because I'm sure that the person that, um, that was the person in question has no memory of that even happening now like that this was 17 years ago i'm sure they've moved on um but yeah it, it's it's something that it made me realize from then like maybe i should make sure that people are joking before joining in on the joke sort of thing um but i'm still gonna feel bad about it but it's it's realizing that i don't need to feel bad after every time I do something like that. Like it's everyone fucks up and that's okay. And mm. like, yes, we're, you know, if you're a good person, you're going to feel bad when you do something bad to someone, but it's, it's not the end of the world. You, you don't need to beat yourself up over it. Well, it's uh, it's acknowledging it. the difference between, yeah. uh, you know, the, 
that was a mistake because you yeah. you made an assumption and yeah. you were wrong about the assumption. So it, it's know, intent, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was going to say is if, you, if you'd intended to, to take the piss out of someone, then it's a different matter. But I mean, that's that's then getting into the you know the ethics of whether or not that you know makes you a good person or a bad person, or whether it was a good event or a bad event, or you know things like that. Getting into yeah. the intent of why you did that, you know, you chances are you've educated them that not everything is pronounced the way it sounded or the way it's spelled, rather. I've, yeah. I've also, can't words. Um, but yeah, you know that that might have then influenced them to to ask how the wine's pronounced if they've never yeah. said it before. Yeah. Um, you know, for something different. Yeah. No, I um yeah, I think kind of it's it's a weird one. Like it's I think like uh John's just said in the chat, like yeah, I was just reading the same. <laughs> yeah. Re realizing that you still think about these things, I think is just a it's kind of proof that you know you, you're a good person. If you remember shit like this, and you still feel bad about it, it's yeah. It just shows that you've you've learned your lesson, and you're you're still aware of what you did was not necessarily right. Um, so yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it just shows that you're you're still not a dick, basically. We've got a um, just point on the kind of following on from kind of Merlot. Um, our friend Rare Smith has said that the general <laughs> French is you don't pronounce the last letter. Oh, Andy, that was that is glorious, beautiful. Um, yes, well done. I I approve very much of that. Um, I genuinely. I was about to say, gents, I think it's probably time we went to... Uh... I was like, wait, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not my podcast. I'm not running this. Well, it probably, it probably, it probably is time to start thinking about the things that uh, have been grabbing our attention, uh, whether that's individual things. It can be anything, video, book, uh, things you've been working on, things you're working towards or coming up. It doesn't really matter. Steve, guests always go first. So Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I, this is because I'm never quite sure because I... I do listen, but I don't pay attention. Um, <laughs> <We've noticed. laughs> hey, uh, is it? Um, There's no order, by the way. We don't. I was going to say, yeah. Don't... So if if I, if I do, it's not sage or jazz. Yeah. <laughs> if I do one, can I then come back like after you've done and do? You can, like, you can do five. Or... We tend to go. You can do. It, yeah, it's just. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I mean. It's like, should I be doing them all at once? Yeah, go all at once. Like, we tend we tend to kind of go that way. Okay, because yes. uh, def I've definitely forgotten three of them already. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> would you yeah, have not any other way? No, not at all. We're not expecting you to have remembered all of the things that have caught your attention. There's been <laughs> fifteen hundred of them just in this two and a half hour podcast. This this is why when fuck off. Uh, this is why <laughs> when we record ours, we have to cut out like ten minutes of of audio because. The three of us are all going, shit. Uh, who was I going to? I was. I wrote this down somewhere. Hang on, I've got it written on a post-it over there. Um, so, well, the first one, uh, which caught my attention mid-recording of the other podcast, was um, the what? Fuck off, Alan. 
Squirrel. Squirrel, not Squirtle. Squirrel. It's one syllable. Um, uh, yes, Terrier. Uh, and his amazing micro spoon, which is so cute and adorable and mm. fucking amazing, and I love it. Um, and another example of a uh, giant grizzly Goliath making something super tiny and intricate. Yeah. 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 And, like, a fucking. I, oh, I love his. I don't garments. know how either. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just. He's fucking huge. And he makes these tiny, little, intricate, beautiful. Just. But, like, he's. Oh, he's. I. I love him <laughs> so much. Um, that, that was. I'm so tired. Um, the other. <laughs> the other thing was the one that i sent you so i'm basically repeating my spiffs from i'm not gonna do that because if you want to know who the other thing that i sent to them was go listen to <laughs> go listen to uh, two thirds folk oh no, no the other one ah uh, <laughs> um i need to i'm gonna have to get my phone out in a minute to find someone else so i am gonna come back and redo a thing but uh i have uh i've, I've stopped listening to well, I've not stopped listening to, but I go through stages of listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, listening to music, and uh-huh. I'm in a yeah. audiobook and music phase. Phase at the moment. Thank you. That's the word. Phase works. Yeah. At the moment, um, so I've been listening to. I've, been, I've basically just been re-listening to all my audiobooks, um, and it's it's weird how comforting they are. There's there is a um, a thing within the neurodivergent sphere about how people with certain neurodivergencies um like uh familiar things because they're comforting which is very much how i find um certain books um the the ones that have really stood out recently um uh which again i think i've talked about on other shows is um the the bobaverse series which Mm -hmm. There are four books out at the moment. The fourth book is my least favorite of them, but still definitely worth it. Like I really enjoyed it the first time round. It's just on the fourth time round, it wasn't quite as good. Um, but the Bobaverse series is really, really good. Um, genuinely enjoyed that. The um, the other one that was uh, uh, Hail Mary by Alan Weir. Weir, um, yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Uh, what did I, did I say? You said Alan Weir, but I think Alan, just seen it's Alan was, pop up. And yeah, it's because inside Alan's yeah. there, and he's just big. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that was an excellent book. It was so good, and like the, mm, the there was a point <laughs> where I welled up, and oh, um, but yeah, really, really good book. Um, uh, one of the other ones, which is, uh, I don't think I've actually talked to you about it, Jamie, but um. Uh, written by bitten bitten jesus written by hank green um of internet fame is uh the second one is a wonderfully foolish and dead i'm gonna have to find it hang on uh (laughs) just just fill this with uh general chat about something else andy what's Uh, been driving your attention an absolutely no. remarkable thing. That's it. Thank you. Fuck's sake, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so written by Hank Green. It's um, it's a really good book. This is like the third time that I've listened to it, I think. And 
there's there's been a few things where the main protagonist who is she's not an anti-hero as such which is not an anti-hero at all but she's not she's not a traditional hero um she's very honest about her own flaws Mm. and uh yeah i was listening to it earlier on i was like huh this is very familiar um and there's just yeah there's a lot of stuff with with her that i identify with um mostly all the bad stuff as well which is quite right yeah um but yeah really really good fun interesting book the second one is good as well. I'm not that fussed about the second one, but I definitely think you should listen to the first one. Um, and there was another one as well, but I've forgotten what that is. So you guys go. <laughs> Steve, the host. Go on then, Andy. What's, I'll, what's I'll, I'll go next. There's uh, three things for me this week. Uh, apart from getting a haircut, as you may, be, may not be up to see. First day saw the third episode of Britain's Best Woodworker on Channel That was the four. other thing. You mean the Joe show? Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah, with Joe. Um, I won't spoil it. I think people should watch it. The third one, uh, certainly, I think Duncan said the other day, that, yeah, the, the third one was the, has been the best so far. And it was mm. definitely a very good episode. Uh, so it's it's worth watching. Don't get caught up in the whole thing about it. Oh, they're not the best woodworkers because they're mostly just woodworking enthusiasts who are only starting out on their journey, which has been plaguing the woodwork groups on on Facebook. Which is just yeah, it's just it, it's TV. You know, yeah. it's a bunch it's, of people who volunteered to go on a show, which a lot of people don't. Yeah, who are working under the pressure of TV situations, which is not easy. Um. And the time pressures plus production pressures and all those sorts of things. And they're trying to do the best they can with the materials that aren't necessarily the ones they're necessarily used to and the tools they're not necessarily used to and all the rest. And it, I think it's, it's been an enjoyable show. And if it gets more people interested in woodworking, then it's a fantastic thing. Uh, so definitely watch this last week's that's worth watching. Um, and then... This morning, today's been quite a good day on the YouTube front. There was a very good video came out early this morning uh, showing the production of a polygonal horse mm. from a certain German prop shop. Yeah, um, our very, our very which, own. Yeah, yeah. definitely, a, for me, a one-times speed watch. Yes. As most people have mentioned, I've, we've mentioned many times, I tend to watch most videos at two times speed. And the, the good ones get watched at one time. And so this is definitely a one-time speed uh, It is watch. a very good video. Yeah. Uh, so that's, for those who haven't caught the hints, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's Caroline's. There will be links in the uh, <laughs> show notes later in the week. But that's, yeah, uh, Caroline I'm on fire today. Doing a horse. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And then there was another video came out. And I really like the style of the videography. Um, it was about blacksmithing. Um, mm. somebody reading from a, a section from a book with kind of then smithing happening in the background. I wonder um, who that could be. Yeah, <laughs> it just came out this afternoon, kind of uh, forge type <laughs> videos. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's, it's another one time of... speed. Videos. <laughs> I think the more Steve's kind of tilts his head down, the more the more he kind of flashes off the uh. God, I shouldn't do that. 
Not the white Chedware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah. The, so the latest, the latest video uh, produced by our guest here this evening um, from the Forge. Uh, Stevie Housington Smythe. Thank you very yes. much. Very much worth watching. So that's, that, that's my that kind of three. Jamie, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, I can't compete with those because, you know, I knew you'd be shouting those out. <laughs> And you do a better job than I did because that pun was glorious. Um, yeah, for me, I, I've been recovering. I was at some dickheads last week that just, you know, I was there for quite a while and was knackered. And so, you know, it was a long weekend last week, so I thought I'd, I'd chill out a little bit this week. So I've been doing a little week. bit of leatherwork stuff, prototyping some bits for uh, for for a thing from another podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, treasure trade, yes. I yeah, need to get I'm doing a speed on that of, one. A little bit of graphics work, and a little bit of just like a lot of jobs and stuff. Fixed a uh, parcel shelf speaker and bits of just just pottering, taking it a little pottering, nice. pottering. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, had I, had fix, I had to fix a vacuum cleaner uh, cable this week. I, at one point, I thought I'm going to video this because it'll be a good little video, <laughs> easy enough to do. And then I kind of got into it. And it was like. No, 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 not videoing this. This cannot be a video. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a bodge. I, I just, I've given up with, with trying to, to even think about videoing stuff now. Like, unless it's, unless there's a specific reason that I want to video it, it's just not going to happen. And to be fair, even then, like, it's so few you and far between. You WhatsApp chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I just say, it's so few and far between that I actually get to work on a project. But I just, I'm just not going to video it. I just want to get the project done. Um, but, yeah, I thought uh, of videoing my Fools of Tools Treasure Trade build this year. Uh, it, yeah. I know there's still time to do that, but it isn't <laughs> going to happen. I know yeah. it's not going to happen. It'll go down to the wire again. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, mine, I, it, it's quite good knowing that because of the way that they've done it, it's the fact that it's going to be like within the continent. So I, I haven't got to mm. worry about shipping it out to like Dan or something like that. Um, yeah. Although I'm pretty sure if I'd got Dan, I would have had the present sorted because Murphy goes like three times a day. So I could have just sent <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I really hope he's still in the chat. Um, but yeah, no, I I, 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 uh, I I, very nearly started talking about my treasure trade then and realized that no, because the. Yeah, no, don't do that. No, it's, could, um, it's, could it's, it's a secret thing. And, and yeah. You'd be breaking the rules of your own podcast, Steve. It's gonna be, I didn't make the rules. Uh, I, I never get to make the rules. John makes the rules because I am not responsible enough. Um, <laughs> it's not even a lie. Um, I didn't discon I did, discombobulate it. I'm very much that already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that thing where I tell you no, you're wrong. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Disagree. Um, <laughs> that works. The other thing that, sorry, the other thing that I have been working at, working, Jesus, words. Um, <laughs> well, the other, th thank you. <laughs> the other thing that I've been working on that I wanted to mention is, um, so as well as working on the treasure That's trade, oh. <laughs> as well as working on the treasure trade, I've also been working on a couple of axes. Um, I mentioned this yes. again on, on the other podcast. Uh, one of them is going to uh, my good friend Steve Pellegrino in exchange for a knife, which is beautiful. Um, the other one, um, so I 
I can't. I kind of assume that everyone listens to no not not that everyone listens to me i kind of assume that everyone listening to this already knows me because it's just that i'm just looking at the people in the chat um but um for those whose first time this is listening to to me firstly i apologize profusely um (laughs) secondly uh i've spoken quite a few times about mental health and my own struggles with it um and friends of mine who have struggled with it i i tend to be quite um quite open about it um uh-huh. uh to a certain extent i don't go into a huge amount of details on the podcasts and stuff unless i'm asked a direct question um but if anybody ever wants to chat i'm always quite happy to talk about what i've gone through um and um so because of that i'm a big supporter of mental health charities and people getting help when they need to get help because i think mm-hmm. it's there's far too much of a stigma around it um about yeah. getting help um so the other acts uh will be the 10th acts that i've made and i always said like after 10 i might actually be at the point where i could start considering to sell them um but i'm not taking orders please don't message me asking me for an axe because i'm not <laughs> going to make it um but uh but this one i've decided that once i finished it providing it's actually saleable um I'm going to put it up for auction um, on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> stop playing with that. Uh, I knew you were going to break something. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to put it up for auction on Instagram um, with the proceeds going to probably mind um, the the mental health charity. Um, so that should hopefully be probably the end of this month. I'm going to try and time it for around payday this month um so for yeah. those still watching if it is anywhere near as good as the one that you made me as my birthday present sorry to brag um <laughs> but yes it is a stunkingly beautiful thing thank you um yeah well this one's it's kind of based off the land rover axe pattern but it's a little bit longer um so yeah it i'm hoping it should turn out to be quite a nice looking axe uh but yeah um I'm going to put that up for uh, for auction um, because, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's one of those where it's like, I don't, I'm making the axe because I enjoy making the axe and I enjoy the process and I enjoy the final results. I'm not looking to make money out of it, um, but it just feels like this would be a good opportunity to potentially raise a bit of bit of money for a good cause. So, yeah. It's, um, it's going to be a perfect opportunity to raise some good money for a good cause and encourage your good friends to fight amongst themselves in uh, conversation yes. on Instagram. Exactly. Um, Obviously, so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll promote that when it happens Thanks, to our extensive audience. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's at least two people fighting in the comments already, so it's, it's, yeah. I'm quite looking forward to it. I mean, there's, there's, there's three of you include Rasmus. <laughs> you never include Rasmus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was just about to fucking wrap up. Then I'm. It's not my podcast theme. I mean, by all means, you're, you're welcome to uh, to. Well, do you want to tell where wanna, people can find? I, mean, it? I know Jamie's already mentioned it, but do you want to tell? As I kind of wrapping up, do you want to tell folks where the best places they can find you? Yes, and uh, is it in all of the usual social media? <laughs> it's almost like yes, you can't say that in all time. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, well, I um, uh, Moonshine Networks on. I was going to say everywhere, but I'm Moonshine Metaworks on Instagram and 
YouTube, but I haven't uploaded to YouTube in about four years. Um, Anyone who does check out Steve's uh, YouTube needs to check out the uh, Cake Knife video. <laughs> At a minimum. <laughs> I've forgotten about that one. I did enjoy that one, actually. I, see, this is the thing. is I want to make more videos like that where it's just a bit... Um, Steve videos. Yeah. Uh, if you would prefer to see a slightly more professional side of me, um, mm. then, you know, no. uh, oh, the forge, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, the Forge on YouTube or the Forge UK on YouTube, um, where we've got a few videos up there. Uh, we have just released um, a video, as Andy said, um, talking about the seven skills of blacksmithing. Um, Rasmus knows at least one of them. Um, <laughs> well, Rasmus has heard of at least one of them anyway. Um, but that is because we just released a, a book on blacksmithing as well, which uh, is available for order on Amazon now. Um, there have been some slight shipping delays, but it is still yes. absolutely worth pre-order. Yes, I managed to get my copy on Friday and then leave oh. it in the workshop, so I've not actually read it yet because oh. I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, so that's out. So go, uh, feel free to go and check that out. Um, that's obviously my boss. It's not me, but yeah, he's he's an all right dude as well. Um, he's definitely an all right. Dude. Uh, you're, and yeah. you're responsible. You're responsible for the videography on that YouTube channel. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, so all the probably video a lot of the photography in the book, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, no, actually, we had professional photographers yeah. for all of the book stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, come on, Jamie, that's say? been mentioned several times on the Fools of Tools podcast. Yeah, yeah uh, I've, and that's I've since then. That's the other place you can find me is on the Fools of Tools podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, which I would recommend if you're gonna if you haven't listened to us before, don't bother going all the way back. Uh, but the last episode we recorded, episode two hundred and one. Um, is probably a good place to start. We uh, we have a good chat. It'll be out on Wednesday, maybe. Uh, no, I was editing, so it'll be out on Wednesday. It'll be fine. Um, and Wednesday <laughs> evening. Um, it'll be out Tuesday night if it's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Moonshine Matter Works, The Forge, or Falls of Tools. Um, that, that's me. I'm done. Uh, on that note, I will... yeah, I mean, <laughs> and all we'll, we can we'll... say is, is yeah. thank you, Steve. Thank you for coming in and absolutely giving us a good giggle tonight. I've yeah had a lot of fun. It's been a really good chat. So we'll, we'll say goodbye to folks. Everyone knows where they can find Jamie and I uh, in all the usual places. They've probably so... found us to get here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's always in the show notes, which are always on YouTube uh, with. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's the, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, it's it's. I'm uh, crikey, what time is it? It's nearly half past midnight. So, Andy, you're yeah. making me look good at this point. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to say goodbye. So, if you two want to say goodbye, we'll have to try and find the end broadcast button. Yeah, well, thank you, folks, and uh, yeah, next week something, something, something. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so. next week we've got uh, Jacob from Other Dog Designs. If I remember also, correctly, be found in the chat for this video. Yes. yes. Who's in the chat right now, um, and is the creator of our logo? Yes, indeed, ah, good chat. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. He's a good chap. Right. So, right. Good night, folks. Good folks. Bye, guys.